Hey, folks, sorry about last week. Lo siento. Sorry, for real, though, because the sound quality was bad. Dog shit. Now we have a uh, we have ammonia box we work out of. We are in a sound tunnel now. Coming to you live from the sound tunnel <laughs> at Studio F <laughs> in Shambly, Georgia. Shambodia. Shambodia. We've got a brand new sound tunnel, a new mic setup. And don't worry, it's clean. It's clean. We're talking about uh, crowdfunding uh, money to get some microphones so that we don't have to do this. Or just buy a lot of dills. So far, I think only one dill's been purchased. Mm. Yeah. Well, we still have that $15 hanging out there. Yeah. Tonight, we started on nec- uh, next Friday mm. and quickly pivoted to No Holds Barred. This was a shit show <laughs> as far as the films. Yeah. But I think I can say with every degree of confidence, this is the most we've ever actually discussed what we're watching on yeah. the film. If, you, <laughs> if, you came, if you've ever come to this podcast and, and gone, fuck, I wish they'd talk more about the movie. This, this is, is your night. And is, by the end of it, you'll be saying, fuck, I, something with dildos, buttholes, or politics, <laughs> please. I, just we do have, I'd say the last 15 minutes, we had some fun that wasn't we no holds, scare. holds we barred thought, related. When the food arrived, we thought we had lost a lot of material. Yeah, there was a slight hiccup where I thought we lost 13 minutes in, when the food was being delivered. We do eat on this one, so that's, had, that's we a thing. We were watching No Holds Barred. I mean, <laughs> it had to happen. It was so bad. So bad. If you want to know who is, it's a Hulk Hogan film from the 89, 90, I can't remember which. But, uh, and I don't know why we got there, but we did. Well, we're going to keep the intro short. Laugh Man's got to get out of here and drain the pipes. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't. It could have been anything. I just have an engagement. A very... Important engagement. All right. Well, uh, enjoy episode 45. We'll see you guys next week for 46. Hope you like the sound quality on this one. W-F-U-C-K! The band! This part thing of ours is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Head over there into promo code TPTO pod. Save 50% off any one item, and you'll get some other stuff, too. (laughs) Three free adult DVDs, mystery gift, and free shipping on the whole order at adamandeat.com. Two. Two. Toy Story. (laughs) They don't sell Toy Story, but they do sell a porno parody. We got the 14-inch Big Black Dills. They don't have to be black. They could be any color, too. <laughs> Maybe so pink. head on over <laughs> to adamandeve.com. It's TPTO Pod at your checkout, too. What do you get one more time? You get three free adult DVDs and a free mystery gift. A mystery gift and free shipping on the whole order, too. Are you kidding me? God forbid some customer walk in here with a question about printing and next Friday, and we're in here talking about weed or, or whatever they're talking they're doing on the the next Friday. Yeah, all I'm saying is that what's impressed me about this particular run of films 
was you had this monumental hit on Friday, and Chris Tucker was a big part of that, right? But he, yeah, lean into the box. But he blows up, doesn't yep. sign on for it. So they turned to Mike Epps, who, in my opinion, might be one of the funniest people I've ever heard on comedy. You and know, he just, he just, he took a series where I think they honestly might have thought, we can't replace Chris Tucker, and they can't. Yeah. But you actually improved. And probably through no, no like fault of your own. It wasn't like they thought this is going to get better with Mike Epps. They were just hoping for some continuity. Mm-hmm. And what they got was a much funnier. I actor. didn't. Uh, I didn't realize that they, that they quit. That that Chris Tucker didn't come back like because he didn't want to. I didn't realize. I don't know that if it's was a not thing. want to. I just think that Chris Tucker. This was you know he has the Friday. He blows up and he's doing Def Comedy Jam. Blows up even more. Mm. And then next thing you know. He's with Jackie Chan, making a one hundred million dollar hitter. Oh, y'all look alike. Right, <laughs> but that was it. I mean, I think Chris Tucker's an amazing actor. I still think of Fifth Element. I think he steals that show. Come on, come on, my man, come on, my man. Ruby, Rod. Hang on one second, because I forgot to put it on airplane mode. We're we're right back to where we were moments before. Are we, are we recording now? We are recording. Okay. What I was gonna say was I love how Tiny Tim Lister's in this and both the Fridays, to be honest. Debo? Debo. Yeah. I just think it's just every time we talk about it, I just can't help it. No holds barred, you know. Zeus. Uh, what an so actor. What I, a role he's made for himself. I don't know. You're gonna you're not gonna like this. I don't know if I've ever seen No Holds Barred. We've discussed this on the pod, I know. So I I, like, I think you've really missed out. Because what's gonna happen is you're gonna see it one day mm-hmm. and you're gonna be like you're going to text me. Like, like, why have we not yeah. live potted No Holds Barred? Because it still has, and I've done this before, mm-hmm. one of the greatest lines. Me and my buddy, have, we don't. We, we can go a year without talking, and often we do. And then when I get a text from him, it's always the same line from No Holds Barred. So there's this scene where Hulk Hogan gets jumped by, like, X number of guys, a lot of them. And, of course, he Hulk Hogan's them. He wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he Hogan pulled, leg drop. I don't think he leg dropped anybody because that would be a ridiculous street fighting move. <laughs> Just counterproductive. <laughs> Can we talk about that character? The, <laughs> the guy who does the, the whole cooking leg drop in a bar. No, no, just the guy who thinks <laughs> who, the guy who thinks he can pull off wrestling moves in a real street fight. And and somehow walk away uninjured himself. Is that guy trying to do the Boston Crippler? I'm pretty sure that guy's going to suplex this guy. And what he doesn't realize is it's going to hurt him just as much when they land on the pavement. It's not even pavement. It's gravel. They're going to land on rocks. This is not going to go well for either one of them. No. No, that pile driver is not going to do anybody any favors. You're going to break your coccyx, and you're going to break his neck. Yeah. Now you're going to jail with a broken coccyx. The Hogan leg drop is most likely going to kill the man on the ground and break your leg in places you don't want your leg to be I broken. I like it when, you, when they do the the kind of the nah, – it's kind of a ridiculous to call them documentaries. But when they do documentaries about these old wrestlers and you know all these guys are talking about what it was like to be backstage and all the cocaine and all the drugs, and they're like – they get to talking about Hogan, and they're like, worst – Worst finishing move in the history of the business. The Hogan leg drop. The Hogan leg drop. <laughs> and then if you think about what preceded it, it was nothing but just a big kick to the face. They would throw yeah. a guy off the ropes, lift his giant leg, guy would go down, then out came the leg drop. But it was just funny to see all these guys that have these very intricate moves. Well, yeah, and the built diamond up cutter. With, right. What it, Saturn had that crazy one where he like almost did like a gymnast move where he like... Rap- I mean, think of Rey Mysterio. The guy does like a... A 1080 flip off the top rope catches you with his thighs, twists mm. you in the air. Yeah, like that's ridiculous. That's what I mean. And then they're watching Hogan 
do something that I think a geriatric could possibly <laughs> pull off in the ring. But the, it was just funny to the hear. The giant play. on his last fight could have done a Hogan leg drop, arthritic and 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 all. He yeah. could he could He's have pulled dead that. Already. <laughs> he could have pulled that off. I forgot about Rey Mysterio. Didn't Saturn have like a pretty wild like? Flying, grab you with his legs. Sure, and I, I think Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. All those guys, the Ricky guys that, the Dragon Steamboat. Why is Terry funking it? Because the only other time I've ever heard you say Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was when we did the in Terry context Funk. to the Terry. Okay, in context of the Terry Funk. The other thing was uh, the thing I like to get back to the scene was he whips ass, of course. And it's all, it was clear to him it was a setup. So he pulls this limo driver out of the car, holds him up in the air, mm-hmm. and like he's gonna fit, you know, beat this guy's ass too. And this guy's a nobody, he's a little skinny punk. And Hogan's just fuming, he's sweating after this big fight scene in this, in this parking garage, which was actually filmed in Atlanta, believe mm-hmm. it or not. But he's holding up this guy and he's, you know, yeah. and he goes, what's that smell? <laughs> and the driver goes like, <laughs> he had shit his pants. <laughs> That's the line my friend texts me every year. It seems like, what's that smell? <laughs> he just shit his pants. And well, as a that, kid, that was hilarious. Well, yeah, that that's uh, that makes me think of the movie Bushwhacked with no, uh, Daniel Stern when he steals the voice. he steals the car. Uh, he steals the car with the kid in the back seat and and hey, Mister. I gotta make a dookie. <laughs> dookie doesn't get used often enough. When I think of Debo, what's his real name? Tiny Tim? It's Tim Lister, but he's Tim always Lister. gone by Tiny Tim Lister. I think of Armed and Dangerous with John Candy and... Uh, he was uh, in that? Yeah, he was their boss. Who was that? Eugene Levy. Eugene well, Levy. Well, you mentioned Fifth Element. He was the president. How about that for the galaxy. at all? Yeah. Which makes sense now. <laughs> In retrospect, I'm just saying. Was he a professional wrestler? No. Well, he was actually was just he a football player. I think or he just was a big dude. discovered before, uh, during No Holds Barred. I don't know. It was like a Harrison Ford style thing where he just happened to be luck of the draw. Like, mm. you know, a Harrison Ford story, right? He was a carpenter. Yeah. And they just like, you look right for this part, mm. and boom, you're Harrison Ford for yeah. the next 50 years. I don't think Tim Lister's kind of lived up to that. Not saying he's the Black Harrison Ford. I, I'm just saying I think he just kind of showed up on. They could do a Black Indiana Jones with Tiny Tim. I'll tell you what. It's not too late. It's. I'll tell you one thing about our new studio. I don't need alcohol. Uh, the inhalants <laughs> are enough. Right it's now. just ammonia. Yeah, it's uh, it's heavy. It was something to get the cat dander smell out of the foam. Mm. If this works, my plan because I, I assume all the foam's gonna have the the smell in it that bothers me, bothers my sinuses. I was just gonna get a new set of four and remake this box without without any smells whatsoever. Yeah, this one is a uh, potent. You get I mean, used how to it. Bottles? Did you spray on here? I went heavy with it because every time I stuck my head in here and took a whiff, I I could still smell that cat dandery and smell. We're getting a call. It could be interesting. We'll put them online here. All right, let's. We haven't done a call in a while. Wfuck the bam. Hey buddy, how are you? We are live potting right now. Turn the phone to the. Oh, that yeah. is not good. <laughs> Why is that not good? There, super fan Alan. I was calling you about work, and I, oh. you know. Do you need me? To pa- I'll tell you what, we'll pause and we'll bring you back on as a guest in one second. Hang on one second. Mm. Does that sound good? Yeah, no, it sounds fine. It's a different kind of sound. 
um, because I'm using a different setting on the microphone, mm. but it's actually louder. So something I've always noticed when I listen to our show is I feel like the volume's never quite high enough. Mm. Unless I'm in my car and I can crank it like the iPhone is what I listen to our show on most of the time. And uh, I just usually can't get it loud enough, especially around shop noise. So mm -hmm. switching to this setting, I think, is going to make the overall podcast louder. It's just going to sound different. I can say this, though. This stupid box that we've got the microphone inside of is making a huge difference for this office. This stupid box. New name of this episode. <laughs> I feel like it's like... Uh, Put, it's like a prison conversation. Just take the glass out. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like we should have a phone on the outside. Maybe I can cut a little window out of this side and we can watch the TV through the box. <laughs> I mean, just get our heads. The idea with around. this, like, this is what sound studios are. It's just the walls and the ceiling and the floor, which I don't have the ability to do in here. So I was just like, why not just make a small sound studio? No, I like your effort. I always like your efforts. I just wonder. I'm not just the co-host. I am the pretty much the producer. So I have I have to think beyond content. Yeah. I produce these week to week. Mm, you and do. I, and as the producer, I was not happy with the overall sound quality of 44. I want you to be happy. <laughs> you know. What do you want to do about food? Good question. Let's argue about this in front of everyone here. Um, you told me. Today, the Baldino's was the greatest sub. It is in the state. It is the I think best you said sub. greatest sub in, a sub in the state. G greatest sub in the state of Georgia. I can't make the claim for the other. How many states are there? Mm -hmm. Seventy-two. I can't make the. I can't speak for the other seventy-one. Mm. But <laughs> well, all I'm saying is you got me all hyped up. Yeah. But now you're saying that they're really slow. It's not close. It's 5.05 p.m. If we left right now, we would be lucky to get back here by 6. And it's not oh, even that far it? away. It's on Buford Highway. So that's like 15? Yeah, we would get there in so about... So 30-minute travel time. No, no, 20-minute travel time. Okay. Easily 20 to 30-minute wait time. Why? Because it's always busy, line out the door, and it they're just good. <laughs> They're, they take their time. Plus, the Italian sandwiches that they do are better when you ask them to heat it up for you. So they'll take the meat and the cheese back, and they'll throw it on the grill, and they'll toast the bread. You've just added five minutes to your already excruciatingly long wait time. Mm. But when you have the time for it, it ends up being worth it. Well, you didn't give us that preface. You didn't say... Well, I didn't realize you were coming over here with a sex date. I... <laughs> It's, you know, I don't know if that, I'm just saying, yeah. with children, yeah. you have these time periods. Yeah, where you when have to, they go to bed. Right, which in this case, so these put-down time, we typically put her into her swing mm -hmm. at about 7, 7.30. She sleeps in there for roughly an hour, sometimes more. Mm -hmm. Like the other night, she went till 10, which was incredible. And then we, when she starts wailing, we go upstairs and we go to bed. That's like okay. everyone go to bed time. So there's that two-hour break in my life where I have to I have to make things happen. <laughs> what about all the what about all the times when we're texting at quarter to midnight and we're both admittedly like multiple drinks deep? You're you're not in family bed at that time. No, I usually am. I'm either watching Netflix or. <laughs> so you've already had your drinks. Yeah. Oh, see, when we're doing that, more often than not, I'm still on the sofa. <laughs> I. I I am not always in 
in bed. Okay. I was, I'm, I'm a late person. I'm a person that stays up I late know. and hates myself at 8 in the morning. I've never gotten the impression from our text conversations that you're snuggled up in bed <laughs> with your wife and daughter. I didn't say that I'm not, and I'm not saying that I, that I haven't been. Cover yourself. It's, uh, well, just, you know, sometimes you are and sometimes you're I not. can neither confirm nor deny. I mean, they go to bed at so early. Like I know. If I, if I, I know. That's part of the reason we're podcasting here. thirty. Oftentimes, I might stay up till twelve or later, but I might still be in bed watching Netflix or Prime or. I didn't realize you had a TV up there. I don't. I'm talking about my phone. Oh wow! So you're texting and Netflixing all on your phone. Sometimes. That's a lot. It's not. It's not. You know the best. Well. uh... Baldino's is, is, is out. It's out. Because which is of so that. unfortunate because I was. Unless we can't do it on my phone because I'm recording. If you want to look to see if they're on the Uber Eats app, we could do that. It just seems like it, it's like if it was an hour and we went there, what is it going to be if we ask them to bring an Uber Eats? I don't know. I'm exaggerating, I will admit, probably by 15 minutes. It's a 20 minute round trip and probably a 20 minute wait. Hmm. But even still, that's that's not enough. That's not enough time if you're trying to be out of here by six forty-five. Why is it giving me? It's acting like I'm at my house. Where am I at? Oh, I see. Current location. Okay. At this point, I think we have to rely on Uber Eats for whatever we eat. Calizones. I don't know what that is. That is. <laughs> uh, Gala's Pizza is also out. I don't know if you remember. They take a solid forty-five to an hour just to bring you a fucking pizza. Zaxby's. It's worth it. Zaxby's is on there? Yeah. I would. I, I mean, I... Panda Express. Ugh. You don't like Panda Express? No. That's crazy. That's... Uh, no. <laughs> what is it you don't like about Panda Express? I don't like... To me, Chinese food is already fast enough. I, I don't... <laughs> I don't need it faster. <laughs> I, I question It's the, just ready. I question... I, I'm, uh, I'm not on board. I'm not you, on board you've with... you eaten there? Yes, I have. I've eaten at Panda Express. And you didn't enjoy it? No. I'm not on board with food that's out. I don't like buffets. When I used to work in air conditioning, everybody was like, let's go to Ryan's. I'm like, y'all have fun at Ryan's. I'm going to Chick-fil-A. Well, that's different. Ryan's is disgusting. A good... A, a good. All the buffets are disgusting. There's no. <laughs> Golden Corral is wonderful. Ugh, gross. Dude, you're crazy. Golden Corral is great for feeling good about yourself as far as, you know, the company you're you're keeping. The only buffet that I trust is like a hotel breakfast buffet where, you know, that's, I'll go to that one. Continental breakfast. I hate a continental breakfast. Dude. I like, but I like the hotels that make the effort and they have some poor bastard there making omelets or making pancakes to order. You can actually get shit made while you stand there and wait. Shane's. Shane's Rib Shack. I don't even know where the fuck that is to be on the... It says it's on... Uh, it's probably over by Perimeter Mall. It is. It's at the Perimeter Mall. We're going to wait a while for that. The Zaxby's is probably the closest place. That'd probably be the quickest turnaround. 125 minutes. Quiznos. I would do Quiznos. I haven't had Quiznos in so long. I'm pretty sure they still do that peppercorn prime rib sandwich. That's the only sandwich I ever got there. That I thought How was good could a sandwich be if they're only charging four dollars and thirty-five cents for it? <laughs> that's probably the little one. Yeah, but that's the only option they're giving me. That's the bitch about Uber Eats. There's a there's a restaurant. Right, we go to premium. <laughs> I didn't know there was a premium. Oh, premium bumped it up to a solid four eighty-five a sandwich. Hmm. Who the fuck knows what that is? There's a restaurant that we both that Kristen and I both like. They're all over the place. Called Takaria Tsunami. You ever been to one yeah, of these? Yeah, I know those places. 
she likes this noodle salad that they have on the menu. It's it's you know it's it's basically they it's, the whole restaurant's Asian Mexican fusion, but this noodle salad's like hard on the Asian. Oh, you were right. I'm sorry. This was they're giving you the, the you do have an option to add medium or large for an upcharge. All right, I'm more, I'm a medium guy. Okay, let's do some mediums and let's just do Quiznos because it apparently is on some kind of sale and it's only ten to twenty minutes. All right. Every time. We'll do that. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> have you ever actually? I've never actually ordered off Uber Eats. I have it on here. Do you have your? You have money tied to that? No. Oh. I guess we can do it on mine. <laughs> I just. I've never used it. I downloaded it. So for one night when you were at the house and we were looking for something nearby, but right. I've never actually. Just like I have Uber on my phone, but I've never actually. Ubered yeah, myself. I'm similar. I have the Uber app on my phone, and I think I've used it once. I've never used it. I used it when we were in Los Angeles. I don't even have a, a recent credit card activated to it. So even if I wanted to use Uber, yeah, I've never, I've never done. Lee is like the one that she's our Uber. Person. I used it so that we could get back to our house in Manhattan Beach from the Comedy Store in downtown Los mm. Angeles. That's right. Because well, we my weren't in Manhattan Beach. Y'all were in. Uh, weren't we? No, the place y'all were staying at was a shithole. That piss stained place. <laughs> It wasn't a shithole. It was a decent Didn't house. Didn't it smell weird though? It like smelled. Pissy? It smelled like an old For house. For someone who seems to have it smelled like it smelled like these foam squares in in different pockets. Mm-hmm. I remember when I walked in, I was like, "These people either have dogs or cats or both." And and when I went over to the air conditioner, <laughs> it was off, and the room was eighty two degrees. Like, how do these people live like this? Just sitting around in eighty two degree cat and dog smell. <laughs> They don't like if you're not if you're if you're not someone who likes cold air conditioned air. I get that, sure. but there's a fan feature with a giant filter built into all central systems. So at the very least, you can circulate and clean the air that you're breathing in your mm. house. Okay. I put that thermostat on like 58, and it took all day for it to just get down to a sad 70. That's well, that's terrible. <laughs> What I was well, no, but my mom, when we were out there in recent time, they were like, I wish Brent had been able to see this part. And I was like, yeah, they were closer to Redondo. Y'all That's were where we were, Redondo. To, yeah, y'all were in Redondo, not Manhattan Beach. Manhattan yeah. Beach is fucking superb. Parts of Redondo <clears throat> down near that fucking hydroelectric plant look like shit. Yeah, I will agree there. My gripe with, I think it was Manhattan Beach, where was the beach day after Manhattan the wedding? Beach. My gripe there was I spent no hyperbole a solid 50 minutes looking for a goddamn parking space. Mm. There's nowhere to park in that in that area. And because we parked so far away, I put as much money in the meter as I could and, and hoped we made it back. <laughs> I got a 53 fucking dollar ticket for for being I I I so badly Thanks for the wedding invite, Emily. <laughs> I so badly just wanted to to not pay it and when I I looked and it never up never go back. Well, yeah, I looked it up online, and they're like, "What they'll do is they'll they'll figure out who the rental car company was, and then they'll and then the rental car company will figure out who had the car that week, mm-hmm. and they'll come after you. And not only will you have to pay the fine, you'll have to pay a two hundred dollar overage fee, and the rental car company will probably find you as well." And I was like, "Fascists!" Like, God damn it! Well, right. let's take a uh, safe sex break and get some sandwiches. You want to order some Sandos? Okay. I, I didn't eat today. I'm very hungry. No lunch. It's at McDonald's, and it was Jeez, delicious. Man. 
but I had I had some serious uh, diarrhea. Uh, yeah. Uh, why do you Why do you act as if that is surprising anymore? Every time you say I had McDonald's for lunch, there the caveat is always the same. I am shitting loose, and it was gross. It's Green, not, it's not yeah. like you've ever said, "Boy, I had a quarter pounder today, and what a wonderful bowel movement I had at three a.m. or three p.m. or three a.m." I don't always have diarrhea after McDonald's, but you're right. I've never had a great solid no, shit but after it's like, McDonald's. It's like Tom Segura's stand-up, where he's like, I drink entirely too much, and I have these terrible shits. And my wife is always like, she hears them, which <laughs> Leah can, can relate to now. Yeah. And she's like, when I come out of the bathroom, she, she doesn't say, like, gross. She says, seriousness in her eyes. She mm-hmm. said, are you okay? <laughs> like, do we need to go to the emergency room? Do we need to go to the hospital? Yeah, like, and, he, and the way she's asking it is, there's no, there's no guile, there's no funniness. Like, are you okay? Mm. <laughs> because what I just heard would be the opposite of that. Yeah. You're not okay. That's what my buddy Miguel used to call shooting tea. So descriptively foul, <laughs> but still so perfect. I remember he, in context, it was something along the lines of, man, I had so much whiskey yesterday, I've been Shoot, shooting tea shooting all morning. Tea. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. It's perfect, though. It is very good. And it sounds fun. All right, all let's right. order some sandwiches. All right, safe yeah. sex. Safe sex. I found the movie. We well, should we, it over. we can't start it now. Yeah, we. Uh, it's been playing. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, well, you missed the opening fight. Is this uh, Netflix? It's uh, Hulu. So you can watch it because it's and on. I told you, this guy, you would recognize him right away. He was in, He's in Wayne's World. Busters and Wayne's World. Yeah. And... I love you, man. <clears throat> this guy was in a. Uh, this was so great that you started because <laughs> I won't be able to describe this to. But the guy that's right here played the Moyle in an episode of Seinfeld. It, he's the guy that does the bris, cuts the. I vaguely uh, remember that. Cuts the. T- oh, there's Hulk. Yeah. For the listeners, the, I've got my. I turned my airplane mode off just on the off chance that the Quiznos guy needs needs to call me or something. So if there's some weird static. Funny story too that's, about this. That's um, because of I don't that. know his name. This is this is the in this movie No Holds Barred. He plays the the the, the villain character. Yeah. Outside of Tiny Tim Lister. He's selling it hard, so I've picked up on that so far. Yeah, yeah. But he's, <laughs> this guy is still around. He's, I, I think he's a working actor, but I don't think he's getting the roles he was getting in the 80s and early 90s. But Taylor, my brother, uh, just weirdly out of the blue. I don't know where they were at. Do you remember you, this? You've told me this, yeah. He sends me this picture, and he's like, hey, I met this famous guy at the airport. And I was like, God, that's really familiar. And he's like, yeah, it was kind of awkward because he was like, do you want my picture? Like, he's trying. He's actively pushing for his I was picture. in Wayne's World. Yeah. And no holds barred. And Taylor's like, sure. He knew he recognized him, but he had yeah. no idea what from. That's my favorite kind of celebrity interaction. Yeah. Like, that one time I met Orlando Jones, but was assured in my own head that it was most deaf. Mm-hmm. And I made an ass of myself by saying, <laughs> bro, I love you. And on that movie, uh, the one about the Earth exploding, I went on this rant. It was that it was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Which is not... That's most deaf. Right. This was Orlando Jones. Who's who Orlando Jones? He used to be uh, the, he was like a Doritos guy. The seven up guy? Seven up guy. He was in office space. He was in office space. He was yeah. in replacements. Wait, did you say he used to sell crack? <laughs> no. It's all, I, pl- I, I just try just, to, I use I that story to sell more magazines. I use that story to sell more subscriptions. But yeah, no, it, it was, and to, you know, to Orlando Jones's credit, he never said, I'm not most deaf, you dumb motherfucker. I'm Orlando Jones. I'm in the movie Evolution with David yeah. Duchovny. That was like the one night. I don't know if we've ever discussed it. I'm not a club-going type. 
You don't I'm strike not, me as I'm a not either. type. Even I'm, in your younger days, you probably got suckered into it a few times. No, I never went to any real true club like opera or any of that shit downtown. But there was a bar slash club within walking distance of the of opera down near Crescent where all that shit mm-hmm. is. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like a multi-room, multi-layered bar yeah. with dance floors. I guess it might have. <laughs> we were there for somebody's birthday. Well, here's my only. Could, could not have been more out of place. My, yeah, God. My only um, club story, because I'd been I'd been opera, but that's different. It's just a bunch of Asians, and you're just kind of dancing around there. It sounds like a basement party at my parents' it house. Kind of does. <laughs> yeah. But I don't remember the name of this place. This was not a brick-and-mortar party store. This was like, or, or a club. This was a place that they had, it was like a small building that in order to maximize space, they had built those like big tents. Mm. And these weren't like your county fair tents. These were expensive. Like, like you could you could build out of them and, and still they had that kind of like, uh, you could keep them warm. That's how quality these tents were. You could, okay. So... And it was the weekend of the NBA All-Star Game in Atlanta, as well as the BET Video Music Awards, also in Atlanta. Mm, now, I'll let that sink in about how many people yeah. and are fl- just fluctuating to the city. Mm-hmm. So you've got the NBA's best. Flocking. Did I say fluctuating? Yeah. That's the wrong word. <laughs> it's the ammonia coming off these panels. They're flocking to Atlanta. You're worried about the ammonia. The chemical smell in the air of this company is gonna it doesn't. is gonna exactly. do more damage. Come on. I mean, my on a good day, my liver is screaming at me, anyways. So <laughs> we go to. I was like, I didn't realize it was the All Star Weekend, and I didn't realize I wasn't hip to the BET Music Awards. Mm. But they were like, "Hey, want to go to this club?" And I was like, "Is there other choices?" I remember asking them, "Is there something else we could do? Perhaps bowling." Is there, Anything. Is there a Chili's? Can we go to a Waffle House? <laughs> they still allow smoking there. Uh, it's 2004 in this rendition of the story, which it was, I think. And they're like, no, we're all going to get go in. And this was pre-Uber, so it's like, well, I got a van. And I was like, what the fuck do you mean you got a van? Yeah. The guy had just gone and rented, a, like, a white panel van. Like, this was just ridiculous. So we drive down to this club. It's huge. It's been built out. There's a million people everywhere. Have you said the club name? I don't remember it. Oh, okay. But like I said, it was. It, I remember how popular it was for this place and time. But I, it wasn't even a club, man. It was like going. There was a brick and mortar building, mm-hmm. but it. That's not like you would spend time. It was like being at Ringling Brothers. It was this huge tent indoors, though. Yeah, Weird. I mean indoors okay. in the sense that it's this in like a large industrial tent. And this was downtown. Yeah, I want to say it was like. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was definitely in in the city center, but I can't tell you where it was. Uh, and nobody where. wanted to go like to a dive bar where they might have a good time. Right, they we wanted, wanted to go, go where you couldn't. The line to get in, it took us an hour to get in because we weren't fly. We had females with us, but it wasn't like we were going to gaggle up to the front because yeah. we had thirty females with us. Mm. So we get in, and I just couldn't believe the sheer volume of people. And then of course you go to buy a drink and. Even by this was two thousand four or five, they were like, "It's twenty two dollars," and I was like, "I, I just got a, this is just a vodka Red for Bull. a Mick like, Ultra. Is this, is this a, this is just vodka Red Bull? <laughs> yeah, twenty two dollars, bro. All right, so you pay that. You're like, enjoy this drink, right? <laughs> and that's that. Yeah. And uh, hey, can we go to a dive bar now? This yeah. <laughs> this isn't really fun anymore. So I I and then you hear the chatter of like, oh. 
there's NBA people here. There's uh, music stars here. And so, of course, now I'm just looking around. I, yeah, I paused it because I want to ask something about Hulk. So, Do you want to do it now or you want me to no, finish my story? finish your story. <laughs> All right, so we get up to what's... The, the guy that had planned all this was like, I got VIP access. We're going into the DJ booth. And I was like, it didn't seem like VIP access to the DJ booth. Because I could see the DJ booth. Yeah. And there's like four people in it, and that's like max occupancy. <laughs> so I don't know what that VIP really meant, but we get up into the, the DJ booth, so we're up above the dance floor, which is mm. kind of cool, because you yeah. can look down. And it's a big... Several hundred people just... I mean, this was the heyday of Little John. And the East Side boys. What? Yeah, and the Yin Yang twins. So you're getting that oh, from the that. window okay. to the wall to yeah. sweat drop down my balls. All that yeah. thing. Beautiful yeah. lyrics, right? Yeah. So I'm watching the I've crowd. I've always hated all of that music. That's fine. That's fine. I, <laughs> excluding we're not here. Excluding Wu Tang, and I always liked the uh, uh, <laughs> North Carolina. Oh yeah. Come on and raise up. Take your shirt off. Spit it on your head. Just like a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's a good banger. That one in Wu Tang, yeah, got a pass for me. You know, Wu Tang made a special popsicle for King of Pop. You told we, me we, we made it for them. Anyways, they let things. you name it after them. Yeah, unlike Coca Cola. Right, right. <laughs> Atlanta Zone. Atlanta Zone. Uh, Coca Cola. So I'm, I'm in this. I'm in the VIP lounge, which is the DJ booth, according to our friend. Right. <laughs> which, by the way, if you hear VIP lounge, I would have expected an open bar. Maybe, or at least some snacks. At least an eleven dollar drink. Maybe like a <laughs> like a five dollar beer, yeah. something. Yeah, nothing. So, I mean, we're up in this booth, and I, I look down. So you have the I privilege like, of standing next to the DJ. That's it. That's essentially. And his four homies who aren't doing anything. Yeah, they're just there for free. So, <clears throat> because he's um, to his credit, he was it was a nice, you know, day. it was club music. He was having a good time. Yeah, and the place is enjoying it. And I looked down, and I was like. That guy looks famous, but I don't know where to place it. Mm. And the DJ goes like, that's JC Chavez from NSYNC. So it was like the second most popular <laughs> NSYNC guy behind Justin Timberlake. Yeah. And he's dancing with three women, and they're all 11s. I mean, it was just yeah. incredible. Yeah. And I was like, that's cool. And that's when I saw Ar Orlando Jones, who my in my drunkenness now, because I had pre-gamed. Sure, I bought the $22 drink, but I showed up ready. Well, thank God, because if... If you hadn't, it would have been, been a bad, bad night. night. It was yeah. already kind of a bad night. We'll yeah. get there. I would have pushed so to I leave a most, lot sooner I saw most def slash Orlando Jones, who I called most def. We had that moment. Took a picture, which is very awkward that I was like, most def, taking pictures. <laughs> so then we had that. And then so we're in, we go back to the VIP booth, the DJ booth. And we're in there for about five minutes, and all of a sudden you hear you see this like fiasco, like uh, people shifting in the crowd, splitting, and some giant dude walks up to the DJ booth and he's like, "Everybody out except for the DJ." And the DJ was like, "What's going on?" He's like, "P Diddy, he wants to sit up here." So our VIP access, which we had these lanyards for, mm -hmm. they're like, "Get the fuck out! You're not a VIP anymore." Yeah, yeah. Like, and sure enough, yeah. as we're walking out, I literally brush shoulders. With Puff Daddy and his entourage mm. as they go and take our spot in the VIP booth. <laughs> right? So long story on all that was. I did miss missed the opportunity, like, hey, uh, uh Puff Daddy, you're gonna love it up there. <laughs> the drinks are twelve dollars. There's so much cool shit up there. There's the DJ and four guys that are his friends. Oh no, they kicked. 
that's the thing. The DJ's friends were out the door too. They okay, literally right. said everybody yeah. but the DJ is out. All right. Get well, out. in that case, Puff Daddy, you're gonna have a blast. There's absolutely nothing special about that there space whatsoever. No, there wasn't even bottled waters up there. You would think. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is once Puff Daddy's up there, I'm sure they had some poor bastard running back and forth <laughs> to bring drinks and. Yeah. I'm sure they got bottle service in the DJ well, the last, booth. The last, the last half or third of the story was that the same douchebag that got us all in there was trying to show out. So what, did, what does he do once we get kicked out of VIP and we all feel like, well, that was fucked up? He does bottle service, which to me is the dumbest thing in the history Without a doubt. of doing anything. Like you're pay- He ended up paying like $400 for this. I don't even think it was a handle. I think it was a, a one liter of Grey Goose. Mm-hmm. So you just paid $400 for something that you could get for 45 Yeah. And we could just do this at home yeah. and have the same time. I can turn the same music on. <laughs> we can even, like... We uh, turn the air conditioning off, get uncomfortably I'll, sweaty. I'll, I'll invite strangers to come dance <laughs> if get, that's what, what get you a, want. We can get a mix of B.O. and ass in here, yeah. uh, t- turn the air down, turn the lights off. I'll put the, I'll put it in a bucket of ice. But for because you. it's him and he was and then he, no names because he's never been named one here, so it wouldn't fucking matter. And I'm damn sure he's not listening. But it doesn't matter. He he goes out and does the thing where he wants to show his nuts. So he buys the four hundred dollar bottle of Grey Goose, and that's what we ended up getting fucked off of. And there was this girl there that I'm just gonna say is very outgoing. <laughs> she had like three kids by five different fathers. Let's put it that way. Okay. That math doesn't work, but that's part of the joke. It didn't <laughs> yeah, land. Yeah, yeah. No, I got it. But people are laughing. She did have like three kids by at least two or three, maybe three different dads. I mean, that she was famous mm. for her being like, "Just come inside me." <laughs> I mean, I'm being serious. I'm that not worried like, about that it. That was what she was famous for. It's like when you have three kids and there's a possibility that there's three fathers. At some point, you would say, "Hey, pull out." <laughs> hey. How about a facial? <laughs> Literally anything. Hey, I'm going to go to the doctor and get something to prevent right. this. I'm going to get one of those, uh, not the IEDs. That's when you find out. <laughs> but the IUDs. Yeah. That's when you find out that the, uh, the, the club whore is actually a devout Catholic and will not use contraception. Yeah, she's just a whore, but she's holding on to that Catholicism. <laughs> she's fine with taking loads all day. Anyways. But she's not going to prevent a pregnancy. I, I was not, this was not my kind of woman, but when you've done the bottle service thing. Yeah. And she, she, it, she became like a uh, Christmas ornament all night. She was hanging on me. Mm. And it became clear. That she, in her Catholic hormonal guilt-infused sex drive, yeah, she wanted me. Mm-hmm. So the, the the few things I remember. All right, so we're we're not above chewing and potting, and no. we're we're missing good content here. Well, as we ah, I love the white white soup. Yeah, so this is a church that is now I pass it every day. It's down it's down in near no, Ponce de Ponce de Leon. And they, it was abandoned, so they just turned it into what they were trying to make into a fancy restaurant. <clears throat> but before we went and safe sexed, I was wrapping up a story. Yeah, unfortunately, so, <coughs> we have it. Yeah. So that girl that was draped on me and had the three kids by three different dudes was there all night. And I was thinking to myself, all right. I had gotten to that point with enough vodka, I was like, all right, I have a condom. <laughs> I'll fuck her. You know what I'm saying? Like... I'll give it to you. Whatever. Yeah, it kind of felt like that. It was kind of like that, like, okay, you know, 
You've clearly invested your time yeah, with me. You could have chosen anyone. If I don't, if I don't do this, your night will have been ruined. <laughs> ruined. So, so we stop at a McDonald's. Let's find a bathroom. And I was pretty far gone. And we stop at this McDonald's, and everyone wanted to go in because the drive-through line was so long. And uh, they go in, and I just stayed and kind of slayed in the seat. And I was like, "Wait, what do you want?" And I was like, two Big Macs." <laughs> That's where I was. Mm. We come out. They get the Big Macs, we eat, when we get back point, to the house. Point of pride for me. I've never been to that point. I've Two gotten, Big Macs? I've gotten McDonald's at 3 a.m., hammered drunk. But never. But never more, than I, was, never more than I would look, sober. Well, here's the thing. Here, What I thought was, if I get the fries, they basically have the same caloric content mm-hmm. as a Big Mac. So why not just do two Big Macs? I didn't want the fries. I just wanted, in my mind at the time, I wanted two Big Macs. Yeah. Now, to be clear, I didn't eat. Two Big Macs. I ate about one and a third of the Big Macs. <laughs> but I finished the Big Mac, and I thought that would give me the boost I needed. Soak up some booze, and maybe, maybe. I mean, it was. It would have been a maybe at that point. Maybe my dick will get hard. <laughs> but it was funny, because none of that mattered. Because the same asshole that got us to the club, paid for the $400 ball service, was a super good-looking guy. Also had but couldn't. He didn't pull anybody. So what does that asshole do? He pulls the one, but I, then I, like, he's like, hey, I'm, I never read He's like, you. He, I think he actually said you yeah. and pointed at her. Which she probably responded she to. She did. Yeah. You, come with me. And they just went in his bedroom. That was the last, that was it. So he, he, That's he banged the broad. I, but the good thing was he paid for everything else and he paid for the McDonald's. You so. probably caught something. So you probably lucked out there. Yeah, maybe. She was a uh, special lady. I uh, gotta say, I really like this nightclub. There appears to be a bar <laughs> tattooing out in the open, which yeah. is very illegal. And uh, a no-holds-barred, hence the name of the movie, yeah. fight this going on. This is like an on. underground fight club for wrestling, but it's not really... This is like the real stuff. And they're trying to... His, his idea, the, the villain's idea, the corporate villain's idea, is to replicate that. Mm. He wants to take this kind of disgusting, you know, beer-fueled, dip-spit environment and transpose it into the the mainstream. So he's saying this clean-cut shit, which was professional wrestling at that point in time. Yeah. Ripper. The Ripper. That won't sell. We need to find something dirtier, something grittier, something grimier. It also has one of the great lines where one of these guys is a particularly good fighter. And he, he corners these two nerdy-looking dudes in the bathroom and tells them, Well, looky here. What a teeny wanger. And there's another. Just staring at their dicks. That's how bad this movie is. And so good, though. That was a there he is. That's that's the one. This this is my favorite guy coming up right here. It's bowl cut. Uh, the voice you just did was, a, was pretty close to um, Slim Pickens. <laughs> Well, looky here. <laughs> that was lucky. Damn near lost a $4 hand cart. <laughs> <laughs> a little blazing sound. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? <laughs> That's about the only two lines I can quote from him in that movie. <laughs> you let the women and children go? No, no. We raped the shit out of them. Love that. No, I'm talking about a song. A real song. <laughs> like the Camp Town Ladies. 
to Camp Town Ladies. Oh, you know. <laughs> Y'all supposed to be over here working. So that's... Oh, yeah. He looks like a wrestler. Yeah, Bill Chawin. His his general demeanor and, and his sort of, you know, late 80s, like, gooberish demeanor is not unlike the guy I talked about forever ago when I saw It in the theater who was on his phone and just talking the whole time. Mm-hmm. Just, like, completely oblivious to what an obnoxious piece of shit he is. But, then, but this guy's really turned it up a notch. Yeah. No. My guy wasn't nearly as this, as bad as this guy. This guy looks like a toddler that just grew into a man overnight. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the guy that you saw naked at the, at the gym last week. Mm-hmm. What, uh... Yeah, I was just real, like seeing that guy. Just made me realize I don't know if I have any memory of seeing uh, the animal wrestle. Oh, I had the action figure. Yeah, but I don't have any memory you of would, seeing it. You would know. Um, frankly speaking, there's never been a, a hairier professional athlete than the animal. Um, Did they just have this dwarf locked up? Yeah, I was. I was just thinking. I, I don't remember the context of having the little person locked up in the cage. Is uh, are there any other wrestlers that I would know in this movie aside from Jesse Ventura and Hulk? Maybe. Like I'm really hoping to see like a Rowdy Roddy Piper cameo. Mm. I don't think so. We should watch They Live. <laughs> I came here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, <laughs> and I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember why that little person is locked in the cage. This is like a, a mix of Roadhouse. Don't, oh, that's right. Don't, the, don't sully the he, good name of Roadhouse by comparing it to this film. Oh, look at this guy. He just punches a hole. See ya. See ya. Uncle Hoyt. Just punches a hole in that, in that beer keg there. As you would mm-hmm. if you had toddler strength, which is clearly what he has. This guy here. I wish I knew his name because he's been he's in, in City million Slickers. Million That's what million. comes to mind right now. He's he's one of the uh, brothers from City Slickers. That's not. I know he's in it, but that's not the movie I'm I'm flashing to. It's the uh, American president. <laughs> he was the president. No, I was gonna say he's not a presidential he was one actor. Of, uh, the advisors to the American president, which was that movie with Michael J. Fox and uh, Michael Douglas. Michael does. Is that the one with Annette Benning? Mm-hmm. I've seen that. It's a good flick. Annette Benning. Every once in a while. <laughs> every once in a while. I, I, I see Annette Benning. I'd give it. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it to Annette Benning. Not all. Not always. But every what one. movie would you give it to Annette Benning? I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of anything outside of American President right now. Oh, here we go. So the two dudes go. To, to the, the, the VD, VD room. room. That's great. That's mm-hmm. classy. And they just want to pee, and the smell alone gets them right there. You know, at this point, I would just be contemplating looking for a new job. Like, clearly they work for an asshole, and uh, he's putting him into these awkward situations where there's, 
you know, troughs of pee and a, filled and to a, the brim. And, a, and a, a giant mastiff just hooked into the bathroom wall. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure I just saw prison bars. Yeah. Did I see prison bars? Maybe. Like, th- this this doesn't exist in reality. Like, mm-hmm. this is this is like, like a 1980 Sunday morning preacher's wife's idea of a bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, that's, that's, what we're going for. that's not, that's, and so I always want to like grab those people and say, that's not, that's not real. Shout out to Quiznos real quick. I haven't had a Quiznos sandwich in probably 15 years. They did good. And it was a good sandwich. The upside. It wasn't exceptional. No. And but it was good. It's not, it's not Baldino's, but we're not, you know. We'll never know. Well, know the next. fucking hopes up. I well, actually know where one of these Baldino's is. It's closer to me than this one. Well, yeah, there's only two. There's one by the Big Chicken and there's the one that's right over here. Mm-hmm. What we should do uh, when we record the next, we should make it a point to record 46 and 7 in the same day. Mm-hmm. We'll do 46 early like we did today, 4.30 to whatever. And then we'll break. We'll go to Baldino's. We'll get some food. And then we'll come back and we'll do 47. I like it. Something along those lines. I like it a lot. You know, perhaps on a day when you don't have a, a urgent matters to attend don't, to. You're making that weird. <laughs> Just to be clear. It's like there's so many Judd Apatow movies now that, like, that come to mind where, it, because of because of the kids in the house and the work schedules, the the mom and dad are like having a point, like like like, or, how about Saturday? Can we have sex on Saturday? It's this like, guy, he's literally just looking at their dicks. And there's another, a teeny wanger. You know, based on his general build, I'm willing to bet he's he's got a pretty small dick too. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I mean, he really does look like a toddler that grew into a man overnight and just maintained toddler proportions. It's a possibility. Uh, but yeah, I'm picturing, you know, obviously not the same weight, but I'm picturing the fat man from the sauna from your story last week. Oh, that guy. I'm picturing like a button dick. That's what I call it. Yeah, that <clears throat> that guy. I, Which... I, in cold wet, in really cold temperatures. Yeah, but that's the thing. We were in sauna. Everybody gets a button dick we every were once in a, in a sauna. while. <laughs> if there's a place where you shouldn't have that, it would be the sauna. I think this guy was a real wrestler, but I can't remember his name. I like his little leather hat. It's a little small for his head, but I like it. <laughs> Something made him mad. Well, what's happening here is that the, the main bad guy is issuing a call to any and every badass to come be a part of the new WTN Saturday night no holds barred wrestling event. So he's drawing in these horrible people and it's called Battle of the Tough Guys. That's Jesus. what they there you go. WTN presents Battle of the Tough Guys. I think I have seen parts of this movie. I remember not making it very far. It's not a good film. But when you watch <laughs> oh, I, it now. <laughs> well, while we're on that subject, we're not gonna really we're not gonna miss anything. Uh, when I looked it up, I th- I thought this I thought this was fun. If you scroll down to Rotten Tomatoes, it it has a eleven on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. <laughs> And I was like, I wonder what the reviews are on this. They can't be good. Oh, somebody gave it. Maybe we should mention that the gruesome violence in the movie was enough to make this adult wince. What? (laughs) 
What kind of fucking turd writes that about our wrestling movie? I'll say this: if that kind of if he if he equates this movie to gruesome violence and makes him wince, there's some films out there like let him watch Hostiles. <laughs> I want to see what his review of Hostiles. For months now, Dustin Hoffman and Robert De Niro have been sitting in their dens and nervously clutching their Oscars. <laughs> they knew that an unprecedented <laughs> challenge was looming. The arrival of Hulk Hogan <laughs> in his first starring role in a movie. <laughs> uh, as cartoonish as its star. I like that one. Charmless, stupid, <laughs> and badly made. No holds barred. Makes Rocky look like Citizen Pain. It's supposed to be Citizen Kane. Yeah. These idiots. This uh, film is utterly lacking in the campy quality of world of the World Wrestling Federation telecasts. Gene Siskel made that. Wow. He watched it. Yeah. Oh, there's a fun one. This one must be current. Oh, it's 2013. Racist, misogynist, dumb, sadistic, lazy, and tiresome. This film is about a big bout between a huge heroic white guy and a huge villainous black guy. Interesting take. That's from 2013. There's been white male type people writing on the internet for fucking six years. Well, John Rainbow would definitely agree with that with that statement. <laughs> I like this one, the positive one. Hogan as the Ripper is a force of nature here, <laughs> and he makes No Holds Barred into a fun action cartoon. Felix Vasquez Jr. enjoyed it. That photo of that guy, he looks like he would like this movie. All right, that's enough of that. We'll come back over to the actual film here. Oh, that guy so has no so, teeth. So they were, they were doing the big battle, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden the big steel doors just get kicked down. And here comes Zeus, the guy who is answering the call like they all did. But in Zeus's world, you have to hold your arms out almost perpendicular to your body at all times. And then you can actually you know, abuse women like this, just pick them up by their face, and then just drop them into buckets. No one does anything. <laughs> well, no one could. Yeah. Do you look? I mean, his, his biceps are so big. I mean, do you think that Tiny Ron's eyes are crooked because he's he's Tiny Tim, but yes. Oh, okay. Tiny D Tiny D Ron D Tiny Ron is from uh <laughs> Tiny Ron is from uh Roadhouse. Yeah. Do you think his eyes are crooked the way they are because he spent too much time in movies like this uh just just clenching to get his blood flow up yeah, and probably because, I mean, he... But I just love the whole setup here. He's also wearing a weight belt. That's what people do, mm -hmm. apparently, in this film. You, you use a weight back support belt as a normal accoutrement to your outfit. On top of that, he's a prison just, shirt. He's taking his prison shirt and cut off the sleeves. But what and I the love, collar. What I love most about his giddy-up is he's wearing that... I, I think it's a beaver skull on like, the chain right there it, it looks like a, some kind of beaver skull some that, kind of animal he killed with his bare hands sure but like woods, of the things no you doubt. think you and I love just he just gets in the ring and just don't like no no one's gonna touch him and just goes to work what's fun to think about in the in the case of Zeus here I do like his unibrow by the way oh yeah uh, as as uh, fierce and uh, just unrelenting as he is at some point, he had to go to a barber shop and sit still for them to cut a Z into his hair. He did. He had to sit patiently while somebody crafted a Z. I'm I'm not for all his skills in the ring. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that he's 
good enough to cut the Z into his own hair. That's why one of the other guys that was wrestling, his name was Brock Chisler. Always love that name. <laughs> sounds like a porn see, name. What's, what's happening here, it does. It sounds like, or in the movie here, Hogan's seeing this all on live television, or excuse me, The Ripper. Mm-hmm. Rip. Rip. And here comes our teeny wanger guy. He'd been the star of the show up to this point, and he's just finding out, oh, there's always someone bigger, always someone badder. And the nerdy guys are happy to see him go down because he made fun of their tiny dicks. Yeah, he made fun of their tiny wangers. And and so the Rip has a black trainer who knows this guy. Yeah, I knew this guy. I was a trainer for a while. Back in prison. But I just couldn't control him. So I had to let him go. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) Mr. Bluebird on my shoulder. He killed some kid in the ring after the bell. Oh, yeah. I love uh, I love how uh, Hogan's hair is as flowy as it is. When he gets all angry, it just kind of it just kind of like flaps like curtains. It's great. <laughs> what I was gonna on we've it, talked more about <laughs> Hogan's <laughs> than any movie in the history of this podcast. What what this brings to mind? I don't know if you've taken advantage of this on Hulu. I oh he just rips his hair out. Look at that scalp. He, he scalped just, him. He just, he just ripped it out. Within the context of Zeus here being the biggest and baddest and toughest, it makes me think of Letterkenning. Have you taken advantage of the fact that all six seasons of Letterkenning are on Hulu? I did not know that. It's gonna fuck me up if you do it now because you use my Hulu, so not I'll lose much. I'll lose my place. Off to remember where I left off if you start. But in the first the first season's only six episodes, and Wayne, the main the main guy. He's the toughest guy in Letterkenny, and there's all these guys that come to his house like because they want to see if they can beat him up, and they all lose, and it's a very fun character element. But I absolutely love that show. I've been watching it religiously. That and the Orville, which I surprisingly really like. I, I have never seen an episode. When I saw it got renewed, uh, I always thought maybe he just used his influence to say, if you don't renew this, we won't make any more Family Guy I didn't know if he leveraged that I show. I don't know. I mean, that show, the Orville is not Family Guy. It's it is funny, but it's funny in a quicker in a in a more subtle, wittier way than Family Guy is. It's not as blatant. And you can tell that Seth MacFarlane is a genuine Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, whatever the you know, fill in the blank fan, fan because that sh- that show is one of those shows. The predicaments they get into, the language—it's—it's it's as if they had Star Trek, and instead of Captain Picard, you know, calling someone a bastard, he'd call him a, a huge dick, <laughs> which is not something you would hear in Star Trek. And that's the Seth MacFarlane element, where it's like it's this space drama in the future, where you know one of them has a porn addiction, and they call, and you know, like, what are you talking about, you dick? And they use sarcasm. They they speak in a way that you would expect people to speak in a workplace. It just happens to take place on a spaceship. Right. And I uh, I got hooked. I binged the whole first season uh, over, like, the last week. And they are on season two now, so I'm kind of caught up. That guy looks like a deranged Jim Carrey. Tonight's challenger is Lugwrench Perkins. Sorry, man. I got this is the wrong movie to pod because I'm like actually watching it. And <laughs> am being, I to am I to understand that Lugwrench Perkins gets to use a weapon? Yeah, well, it's on his own turf. He, he gets to fight Zeus at the metalworking plant that I guess the place that manufactures sparks and flames. Yeah, a lot of it. 
You would think that this would be an unsafe work environment. Well, you would think that somebody, the foreman in the in the factory, would say like, "All right, hey, we have the Zeus fight later, <laughs> so let's go ahead and turn the fire off. <laughs> let's turn the fire and the sparks off because we don't need sparks and flames shooting out everywhere." Yeah. And it does make for just, good good production. Just have these random like clean cut waspy teenagers in the background watching this mm. fight between two two big greasy dudes. Yeah. Uh, well, Lugwrench Perkins gets to use a weapon too. Lugwrench Perkins is a big fellow. Yeah. I don't know how big. Uh, Tiny Tim's like six five, so they're both big dudes. Maybe even taller. Anyways, are we excited about tonight's um, presidential? I didn't even know that was a thing. Like I, I don't, and I he, won't be watching. He, he it. asked all all the major networks to give him the nine o'clock hour to talk to us, the American public. You know what? He's probably going to finally reveal how Mexico is paying for the wall. I would hope so. I think it, maybe that's that's what this is. Some turd on Facebook shared something from Ben Shapiro about how Chuck Norris likes the idea of getting some Mexican drug cartel ringleader to to pay for it. Because all his money comes from, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, just just do that. That doesn't make any fucking sense. It sounds like something Ben Shapiro would would push. Yeah, yeah we'll that, just get that Mexican drug lord to pay five billion. Doesn't make any sense. Well, I have a question. What happens to the money in a GoFundMe account if it doesn't hit its goal? That's a good question because I was going to pitch in relation to the podcast. Let's do a GoFundMe for microphones. You know, I'm, I'm fine with that because, I, I mean... Or a crowdfund or whatever. A couple weeks ago, there was like upwards of $17 million have been donated by fucking absolute water-headed idiots we to should, build the wall. We should start a crowdfund like when you get like a commemorative brick. Oh, well... We've talked about we this. We have, and, you know, I was catfishing a lot of people in a particular county by pretending... Yeah, are they hip to that yet? Well, we've been getting some questions. I've seen, because I follow, and yeah. I never inter interact, but I've seen every once in a while where we somebody get, will say, uh, is this page real or is this satire? Yeah, we got the one guy asked about satire. We got another guy that asked, he was a lawyer. We did the research. We're like, hey, don't say too much to this guy, because the, the good thing was we had not incentive, we had not done any kind of financial gain from the site. So we don't stand to be in any trouble. Now, yeah. if we had done the bricks <clears throat> and sold them, yeah. it would have been interesting. But he was... He was asking a lot of, like, um, fishing questions. Mm. So we chose not to respond to a lot of them. And then when we did, I, I did the thing I showed you where I responded in Russian. And then I said, oops, and then I sent the English translation. That was, like, the running joke. Like, yeah. And he was like, so is this you? And it was a, it was our website. I didn't realize at the time. I was like, no, no, that's these, Lu these uh, Lithuanians we've been dealing with. Definitely fake news. Don't worry about them. <laughs> So I, but we had to disengage because it turns out he was a real lawyer. But I, we think that he was actually a part of the Republican Party mm. down in this particular county and was interested because that's half the reason we bought the domain. Right. Was just so we could have it. <laughs> so it's it's Blank County Republican Party. You right. You know the blanks, just Blank County yeah. Republican Party. So that particular county and these people are like, fuck, they bought. I could tell they were searching. Yeah. So we kind of dropped the hint. We're willing to sell this to you. Yeah. We didn't put a dollar figure out for there. the price of one border wall. Yeah, for one border wall, you may have the domain name that matches your ex county. I heard Mark Marin say on his podcast, uh, actually the one I'm in the middle of listening to now. He said, "I hope." He said, "I hope for the federal employees who aren't working right now that they resolve this." He said, "What I honestly hope is that the Democrats cave, let him have his wall." 
And then from there, and this is Mark Maron, who's not a conservative. And he said, and then from there, just kind of based on a gut feeling, I have a pretty strong sense that it'll never get finished. And then his legacy will be will <laughs> will, will be a half finished border wall that looks like shit, and basically, you know, just nothing but negative rhetoric for however long he was president. He right. said he said all that all this New York construction guy cares about is a wall with his name stamped on it. Sure. He said so. Let's let him start it because there's no fucking way he'll finish it, and then his legacy will be nothing. And a half-built border wall that that does nothing to prevent illegal immigration, <laughs> and that years from now will be fun to say, "What? What is that over there? Oh, oh, that's the Trump border wall. It doesn't look finished. It's not. It's never done anything <laughs> to prevent what it was supposed to do." And then what's his face? Did on, you see Sarah Sanders? Yeah, on Fox News. On Fox News. Yeah, he said what liberals have been saying, like they come in through the airports. airports all of them. Through airplanes, and most of them come here with some sort of temporary legal status visa, whatever, and they just never go back. Your wall's not going to do anything to stop the majority. And then she threw out that there's something like 4,000 known terrorists. I've come through that. It's like that's not correct either because he stopped that and (laughs) said the numbers there spell out that those 4,000 came again through airports. Yeah. They came here via airplanes. So what is your wall going to do? But you can't talk sense to these people. I've noticed, this is a makeup thing. It's something I need to address with Kristen. I've noticed that Sarah Sanders, she does the makeup on her right eye, and she shades and shadows to the center, but then she does the same shade and shadow shadow pattern on her left eye. But still going the... Going the the wrong direction. direction. So when you look at her, her, it looks like her eyebrows are both, like, on a slant. Yeah. And I just say like, she she like only like able to do makeup in one direction. And I'm not shitting on her, but I, I've, I, I'm more than happy to shit. <laughs> I've just noticed in interviews lately. I'm like, it looks like she does the same makeup pattern for both eyes, which doesn't make sense. Yeah. Here's the thing, you know what you get with Trump. You're getting a, a charlatan, a liar, uh, you name it. He's mm. he's the most selfish person you probably have never met or have met. Yeah. He lies consistently. It's part of his shtick. Yeah, I mean, what he does. He, he, he likes to divide and conquer. He likes to create chaos. That being said, that's him. It's kind of like you, the old adage: you can't trust Trump, but you can trust Trump to be Trump. Yeah. Whereas, I have a larger problem with the Pence's, the Sanders. Mm-hmm. What's that bald-headed fuck, Stephen Miller? He's still there. Yeah, he's younger than us. <laughs> Stephen Miller. All these little acolytes that openly and actively push his message and then try to spin it back and say, well, that's not what he said. What he's saying is, no, motherfuckers. Kelly he made Conway. it. Yeah. He made it explicitly clear yeah. what he was saying. You can't... It's like, if I said something so fucking ridiculous, mm-hmm. you don't get to go on, you know, Fox and Friends in the morning and say, well, he didn't really say that. No, that is exactly what I said. <laughs> like, if you want to... Well, that's not what he meant. Right, that's what they do now. Yeah. That's what they say. Well, what he actually meant was... You're, you're getting it lost in translation. What he actually meant was, I don't care what he meant. I'm telling you, if I came yeah. out right now and said, hey, Brent, you're a cunt. <laughs> Tomorrow, I can't have Leah go on television and say, well, he didn't really mean... Well, see, if you knew Austin, you'd know <laughs> that he, th- he considers the word cunt to be a term of endearment. <laughs> And so when Austin says cunt, it's actually a positive. 
Um, and so you just didn't really understand the context of what he was saying. Yeah, that's all. He just like, thinks that. Okay, well, that word's a beautiful thing. Well, uh, in that case, you know, lead out with that next time. Uh, I don't know what's going on here, but I, I'm liking her like white lace '80s bra well, look that she's, she's rocking. She, not to get look at that. Look at these. What are those? Is that know. underwear? It, it kind of is. I don't. If you're worried about sharing a bed, sorry for the listeners who can't see. If you're worried about sharing a bed to the extent that you've hung a curtain so that you have privacy, it seems counterproductive to wear next to nothing when you slide in. Like if she's if she's if she's being uh, humble or not humble, if she's being prudent, it would seem to me that she would like go to bed in sweats, not. Silky underwear and a white bra. Just a bra. Yeah. yeah like you would come out in a t-shirt. That's an odd choice. Some, like a pajama bottom. It's an odd choice on her part. I fully expect Hulk to sleep in short shorts and a tank top. Oh, this is his... Well, he. this is what he wore all day. Yeah. He's just going to bed with his daily outfit. That's the nice thing about, about that being your daily outfit. You can just go right to bed with it? On your point with being frustrated with the people around the president... I fully expect, just like he has everyone else in his administration, for at some point for him to take a hot steaming shit on each and every one of them. They'll get fired. They'll get replaced. They'll get let go. They'll get thrown under the bus. <coughs> Think about all the people that were part of his administration that he didn't fire or let or have replaced. That he literally threw under the bus to take the fall for something dumb he did. Is, uh, what's uh, Conway's husband constantly shits on him? Kellyanne Conway's husband is a Trump hater through and through. Yeah. And this is where the she wakes up and the bed is squeaking. She doesn't know what's going on. Is he jerking clearly, off? It's so gross. What's what are, are those his heels? Yeah, he's oh, doing he's doing his sweaty push-ups. And his it's just this is a poor movie to podcast. <laughs> Do you want to put it back on next Friday? I don't know. Maybe. I just feel like it's, it's so tough for me to not watch how bad. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, next Friday is still in the queue over here. I. It doesn't matter. We could. This, this could point. be the first episode in history where we watched two movies. It's just if you said to me that of the two, one of them is so much better. That by comparison, it's like an Academy Award winner. <laughs> Next Friday would not have been the one that I thought was that one. The one that almost won an Academy Award. <clears throat> also, it's just, look, he's, a, got, he's got that kind of underwear. It's like a, it's a woman's pair of panties. And I, I got a shout out to the tape. <laughs> For those of you who've never seen No Holds Bar. <laughs> he lay on the bed and it broke and she rolled on top of him. For, no, for those of you who have never seen the film, first of all, it's on Hulu for free right now. So if you have Hulu, take advantage. But uh, to give her, to give this woman some privacy, uh, the Hulkster literally just took some masking tape and taped it from one end of the room to the other and then hung a heavy quilt on tape so that it would drape right over the center of the bed and turn what is essentially like a queen bed into two twins yeah. so that she would have her own side of the bed to sleep on. Which and is it why... Worked until he broke the, bre the bed. Well, what's amazing is the tape is still standing. Like, I don't know if you've ever tried to hang anything on masking tape. It's not exactly a strong material. Yeah. So credit, credit where credit's due. That you tape... Know, it might have been like some kind of like a stronger... Um, a wrestling tape 
I don't know. <laughs> Something they wrap their ankles well, in there. Well, still, credit then to the adhesive, because I watched. He did wrap it around the lamp on that wall, but he just stuck, stuck it, it to it the, the other wall. wall. The other one, yeah. that's, that's a lot of weight for that thing to hold up. Yeah, I don't know who she is, but she's she's hot for the era. Yeah, she is, but she's she's got that. It's it, and that's oh, yeah, it just smacks her. He just uh, hit a woman, and they just the nerds put their head down. Um, I never, for me, she's too severe. It's in the eyes. It's yeah, like that. She's too sharp. This movie is almost as bad as Street Trash. Have you ever seen Street Trash? Mm-mm. I have it on DVD, and we might be able to watch it one day. It's like a, it's a horror, I don't know if I'd call it a horror, but it's kind of an 80s camp horror film that was very independent, very low budget. And from what I remember, it, these it's it kind of centers on all these bums that are like violent homeless people, and they have like their own homeless community, and they fight and shit, and... One of them buys, like, this whole case of what they think are pints of liquor. Then you come to find out it's actually, like, something that melts you. And so when they drink it, they all melt and turn into this mush. And it's really gross. One of them's, like, taking a shit on, like, a toilet that's just outside in a dump. And then he melts down into it. But, it but but the colors he turns into are not human melting colors. It's like he, like, turns blue and yellow. Yeah. It's it's, it's ridiculous. But You're it's, saying this is worse or on par with that? Yes. Yes, just there. visually so far. Yes, I love this tank top. And, and again, well, he's wearing <laughs> the kind of garment that like a conservative dad would send his daughter back upstairs for wearing. <laughs> he does look like like some kind of California sixteen year old like, walk downstairs. Like uh, yeah, comes downstairs like whoa 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 whoa. Where are you going in this? Uh 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 uh. Get upstairs, put some clothes on. Oh. Violated the Me Too movement. Is he just forcing her basically to, to to lay on top of him? He pulled her down. It's like they went from like an argument, and she just remember she just got punched in the face by her boss. So she shows up here to kind of I don't know soften the blow. Well, tell I'm, on her boss. I don't want to you know I don't want to guess too far ahead, but I'm picturing a a scene in this movie where uh, Rip takes down her boss. A bit. And Zeus. Probably gets defeated. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that either Zeus gets defeated by Hulk Hogan, or Zeus becomes like you know a, a, a helper in a way, and they both take down the bad guy that's controlling them. Oh, you really have a you have a knack, don't you? <laughs> you're not far off. You're not right, but you're so not far off. Yeah. And it's impressive. Yeah. Well, I, I I have a skill for predicting bad movies. Yeah, I mean this one's particularly bad. But I'm telling you, it's something that our listeners should watch. This was, like, so ridiculous. But, you know, when I was a kid, I, I probably watched this movie 15 times. That said Lakeside. Is that Lakeside High School? Because that was the Lakeside so. Vikings. Yeah, I'm telling you, this is all filmed primarily. That's funny. Right? I used to, I mean, my dad played football for the Lakeside Vikings in high school. I used to have, like, hand-me-down uh, half tees that I would wear under my shoulder pads when I played rec league football that were Lakeside High School half tease so that you know in this scene Rip's doing the the kid thing he's out here at this fundraiser and sure enough here comes Zeus to ruin the moment in a helicopter no less do they fight here in the no they don't the fight here field? but they I love Hulk's outfit here he went with the the aqua marine long 
He's got yoga pants on in this scene. Literally, yoga pants. I think they're just spandex pants. Well, for their day. Because there's The only thing I can compare it to now yeah. is, is basically Hulk Hogan's wearing a pair of yoga pants. Yeah, I've noticed if he's not wearing, like, glossy spandex, he's wearing next to nothing. Yeah. Like, there's no such thing as khakis <laughs> in the world of, of rip. rip. Yeah. <laughs> Credit. If there was, he'd, he'd cut them in a way that would make them... He would cut oval shapes out of the thighs <laughs> and probably put some decorative tears on the butt. See, now what they've done with Zeus is he's, he's, they're, they're cleaning him up a little bit. No more of the prison clothes. He's got the big the big Zeus belt buckle. Now, mind you, he, he kept the, the squirrel head. He has the squirrel they, skull. They put it on a nice chain now. Weird thing to be proud of, like, I killed this animal with my bare hands. Mm. What a... Was that a squirrel? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, I'll give you some credit here. I'm impressed you caught a squirrel. <laughs> but a man of your size, I'm not so impressed that you killed it. Yeah. I think anybody your size could have done that. So this is like the showdown where Rip is being officially Call called him. out. Yeah. Like, let's do this. Zeus is waiting for your answer, Rip. Uh, did, did Hulk wear do-rags because he was balding? Bald. Always, yeah. It's one of those things like, you know the band Anthrax? Are you yeah. familiar with them? You know Scotty Ian, the guitar player? He's got the mm-hmm. huge goatee. If you look back at early Anthrax, Scotty Ian had long, like that 80s metal long hair. It was a little thick, so it kind of stood up. It wasn't like hair metal hair, but it was, it was thick. I mean, he's, he's a Jewish guy, so he had thick, curly hair. But he started balding at a pretty young age. And you can see live footage of Scott Ian playing with Anthrax where he's almost full cul-de-sac on top, mm-hmm. but he's still got the long, heavy metal hair where it will grow. Right. And he eventually just gave in and shaved his head. And now, I mean, you can't, if you Google Scott Ian, the first thousand pictures you'll see are of a bald guy. Sure. It's one of those things where it's like, man, just let it go. Like, yeah. you, you're, you're rocking a, a skull mullet thing right now. <laughs> And it's not, it doesn't look good. <laughs> My favorite thing about Hogan and his do-rags, he went to court wearing one of those. <laughs> this is not a joke. Like recently. Yes. <laughs> not in so the 80s, you, like you recently. Know, you might have seen where Bubba the Love Sponge. Yeah, the whole sex tape The thing. sex tape thing. Yeah. Where he, he, uh, Terry Bollea, mm-hmm. as Hulk Hogan's real name is. How do you spell that? Uh, B-O-L-L-E-A. Terry Bollea. What is that, French? Couldn't tell you. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> no, it's California. I think he's legally changed his name now, so I don't even know. But he went to court to sue the company that released that tape, which was so funny, by the way, because mm. the Hulk gives her the best four and a half minutes of her life. Yeah. And then he thanks her for it, and you hear this whole conversation. Mm. It was basically like just two friends that just fucked. Yeah. And then they carry on. But it gets released, and the fact that the whole world's watching Hulkamania happen... A whole, you know, Hulkamania nutting all over people. <laughs> they put this poor woman, by the way, constantly being abused. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hang on a second though. What is Rip wearing today? <laughs> I think, I think he's wearing jeans with very tall gold cowboy boots over the top of them. <laughs> with a with a spandex. And or a polyester rip them baby blue jacket. Yeah, you know, nobody ever wants to be the guy that wears the band shirt to the band concert. <laughs> but even worse than that is wearing your own merchandise. Like if you're if you're the guy if 
Like, the only guy who ever got away with that was Jason Newstead, the bassist for Metallica, the second one, because he was a Metallica fan, and then when their first bass player died, he became the bass player, but because he was a fan, he got away with wearing Metallica shirts as a member of Metallica. Right. When you're Rip the Ripper... You shouldn't be wearing You rip shouldn't be wearing Rip'em merchandise. He didn't have the Rip'em tag on his parley. Well... Meanwhile, this woman... Uh, but what, I, what were we saying? Oh, so he. I don't he, know, he, but he, the, no, no, the, the sex tape. He goes to court. The boots. Are and by just the way, wins. I know, I know, he won. That's the best. And part I don't of know this. if he ever got paid, but he like killed that company, Deadspin. I think they were called. Like, yeah. put him into bankruptcy because yeah. he sued him for like sixty million. And at the time, Hogan was I, maybe not broke, but damn near. Because you know, his wife divorces him, goes and marries yeah, a nineteen-year-old kid. I His didn't. Kids are killing people. Yeah. The boy Hogan kills that kid in an auto accident. The other one just. The other one's just kills people generally. <laughs> but she she went from like she might be hot one day to, and eh, she mm. just she just looks like her mom. No, I, it's well, like she looked like her dad, <laughs> and that's all you would have seen. You would have been like just. It could be like one of those just classic dick down nights where you're in your you're in your mode and you mm. feel like you're just pounding. Perfectly, and you'd still look up and be like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, you would fucking Hulk Hogan. You wouldn't be able to like not visualize a handlebar mustache. Yeah, uh, like, like oh. in your mind, Brooke Hogan would be balding as you're doing it. Yeah, like, the hair up here. Yeah, with each off. thrust, a little bit, a little bit fades, yeah. <laughs> and as it fades from the top, it grows in around the mouth. <laughs> yeah. And next thing just, you know, she's got a, a Rip'em shirt and a Fu Manchu. No, next thing you know, she's like, "We're switching, we're switching roles." <laughs> but he, yeah, seriously, he uh, he goes in to this to this court into this court wearing he's got it's a black suit, you know he wasn't gonna go in there in the yellow, yeah, right. But he's wearing a black suit, black shirt, no tie, unbuttoned, and he literally has a black do rag do rag on. Yeah, and I remember thinking, who else would get away with this? If a black man, if R. Kelly, yeah. who's in all kinds of shit and has been for years, but particularly right now, I know I think someone's been listening to our podcast or the Von Hessler Doctrine because he's finally being affected a little bit by the by the whole Me Too movement, right? And that's my point. If R. Kelly, who's not balding, right? But maybe he is. I don't know. I think he just chooses to have a bald head, right? But he he couldn't walk in. Take fame out of it. Say yeah. you're just a guy who gets recorded by. Your boss, who then posts it on, they call that revenge porn thing. I've seen this becoming a big thing in cases. Like ex-boyfriend posts a video of ex-girlfriend or ex-wife, mm -hmm. and then she sues criminal charges right. for revenge porn. But take away the fame aspect of it. If I was bald, and now I'm going to court, mm -hmm. but I'm a little self-conscious, yeah. and I just strap on my do-rag. The minute I try to walk through the metal detector, I'm not even talking about the courtroom. I'm yeah. talking about the minute I walk into the the fucking building, yeah. they're going to be like, take off your fucking do-rag. This, you know, what are you, a fucking idiot? Yeah, you're in a courthouse. Because Hulk Hogan, yeah. who has that image. I think there's two people that get away with it. Hulk Hogan, obviously, because he already did. Mm -hmm. The other person who gets away with it is little Steven. Little Steven? Um, Sill from Sopranos. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Well... That's kind of true too. He's kind of had it on for four he, years. He's yeah. He's been. I think rocking. maybe maybe that's your point is if you wear something for so long and it becomes so much a part of your identity yeah. that maybe when others look at you outwardly they don't even see that you're wearing a hat. There's hey, yeah. Hulk Hogan's in court today. Yeah. So this is the scene where they he brings him Hogan's little brother or Rip's little brother, 
who had gone to this match to, I guess, scout. <laughs> watch some game to tape. To watch some game tape, <laughs> if you were, of Zeus. But now he's been captured. Oh, no. He's going to get kidnapped. Yeah. Where are the police in yeah, all this? There, uh, in this movie, in this, in this <laughs> multiverse, there are no police. Okay. And, and this... And this universe of false reality the pro wrestlers kind of just can do what they want you know oh no does the yeah. little brother get killed or he hospitalized doesn't. he gets severely hospitalized yeah. he's in like one of those uh he's got a neck brace probably yeah like one of those real deal ones too Pro- probably got like his leg in a in a full cast it's, a, it's, it's elevated you really are getting pins there's pins and everything you've already i I, I probably wants his, to believe you've already seen this. Is his film. mouth like wired shut, where it's through his tooth? I don't recall him having his mouth wired shut. It recall? would only be com. It, they could only make it more comical if, when it cuts to the hospital, he's in a full body cast where like the eye holes are cut out. <laughs> it's just like it's like, and the actor's not even in there. They're like, we actually didn't have him for any more shoots, so we had uh, Zeus beat the shit out of him, <laughs> and now we just have this empty shell. Uh, cast material that's going to play the the lifeless brother for the remainder of the film. Yeah. So this is where he tries to come and confront Zeus for his little brother at Zeus's gym, which apparently, I mean, in the small medium of time, Zeus has really accrued a lot of real estate. He's got his own gym now. Yeah, I mean, he went from... branding. Yeah, he went from being a prisoner to Um, having neon lights in the shapes of Zs. Yeah. What I love about Hulk's outfit is that he has to like he has to put this on. Like he has to take his tie, he has to sit down on the bed and pull his tights up, and then put on his weightlifting belt, mm-hmm. and then like grab his fingerless gloves that lace up, <laughs> and put those on, and probably get probably needs help. Here's the crazy thing: it takes him longer to get dressed, probably, than it takes me for a week's worth of getting dressed, <laughs> and he's not wearing that much. Look at the boots. Oh, I love this. He's like, oh, I see you, Zeus. I'm going to get you. And it's just a mirror. Oh, <laughs> so now you've cut your carotid, probably. Or at least your wrist. This is, this is. It's bad. This is putrid. <laughs> this is foul. Hey, I didn't ask you to research it. I just brought it up, and you, you're the one that put it on the screen. Well, I you were talking <laughs> talking it up so much, I was curious. And then when I, I just Googled it to see if I could watch, like, a trailer, it's like, lo and behold. On Hulu, we can actually watch it. It's a, it's a pretty incredible thing to, to Hulu. Like someone at Hulu. Mm-hmm. Well, so Hulu. What can we add? Hulu is just like Netflix in the sense that they will put X amount of movies up, and you'll be like, oh fucking a, they got Big Lebowski and No Holds Barred, and then you'll check in a month later and they're gone, but they've been replaced with. Billy Madison and Wild Wild West, and it's like, all right, well, this month's selection is not so good, right? Because <laughs> nobody likes Wild Wild West. If you want to fast forward a bit, we can get to the match. Uh, what do you think? Like there? Like how close to the end of the movie is the match? Like last fifteen? Yeah, I'd say so. So and so, what we've done here is we've bumped it up. They. She, they won't let her watch it by herself, so they put her... There's your police, but they're actually working for... Oh, my God. ...the bad guys, yeah. So he agreed to do the match, but on their terms. So Zeus is the star. Thank God somebody was here to help him take those shoulder pads off. There was yeah. no way he was getting that off in a cool way on his own. Nope. So they're doing it. This gal, they, they're keeping... 
His girlfriend locked up in the back under armed guards. So I don't know why. I don't know what the reason. I don't remember if that was. Uh, I, kn- I know neither of us know the villain's name, the guy from Wayne's World, but he's really lost sight of his vision. Yeah. His whole idea was filth. Mm-hmm. And now he's got, now he's just right back to polished and on TV with the sparkly curtains, whatever the fuck those things are called, the things that look like giant, uh, uh, what's that shit that you hang on Christmas trees? Tinsel. Yeah. He's got like tinsel curtains and people are in tuxedos. Like he's gotten way yeah. the fuck away from his vision, he's lost his vision of filth sure. on TV. Because now it's all clean and uh, I just, you know, stick to your plan, man. <laughs> Well, I just think it became all about bringing Rip down a peg. Yeah. So if you have to put Rick Rip on that fancy stage in order to break it, let Zeus do it. But then again, like the commenter said on Rotten Tomatoes, this is all very racist. This is just the great, the great black, you know, yeah, monster versus the clean cut white monster. He doesn't look so bad. I like how he reaches out to his. Now disabled brother yeah. for some kind of strength. He's going to be wheelchair bound for the rest of his life because he tried yeah. tried to take on a <laughs> seven foot villain who's literally killing people t- <laughs> twice his size. He's he's going to punch him and look at those. She's she's holding that shot. She's sporting the puppies. Yeah. Oh yeah. A little bit. That's the thing about those '80s dresses, though. They could take B's and turn them into D's. Yeah. That's not to say you can't do that now. I'm just talking about. Particularly in these 80s films. I like how uh, Zeus is missing half of his right side eyebrow. Like, it's all connected. Yeah, they never explain that. I think they talk, there's like, uh, I think it might actually be a real natural scar mm. that the actual human being, Tiny Tim Lister, has that yeah. prevents the, the scar tissue, prevents the, the growing of the hair. But I would have liked it if they could have touched on it here. Or, at the, I mean, why give him a unibrow? I don't think he has a unibrow in real life. You know the thing about this... And I know we've talked, and the people that are listening are probably like, okay, on to the next one. But I will say <laughs> You that. tuned in for 45. Yeah, sorry. Hoping for some some, some, good content. some random banter. This one They're is. They're actually, I bet somebody's saying, Can, Jesus, just talk about politics. For the love of God. <laughs> Get on to porn. But yeah, porn, something. buttholes, politics, Trump, do something else. But this isn't even his worst film. Tiny Tim? No. What's his worst? Oh, oh, The Nanny? The nanny's horrible. The Martian. He does that one. I don't think it's called The Martian. Is the it? one where he's from outer space with Christopher yeah, he's Lloyd. Yeah, he's got a partner. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd. Uh, I don't, was it called The Martian? I don't know. But the, he, this is not even his worst film. And it's oh, not it? even close. Mr. Nanny is the one with David Johansson. Yeah. He's got the two kids he's watching. Oh, my it's got, it's got Jefferson. Yeah. George the pressure. Yeah. The pressure. <laughs> yeah, because something he did caused this guy to have to have a chromium brain put in, some kind of metal. He, like, threw him out a window and he landed on his head. Yeah, because that, that's what happens. When you land on your head after you, falling You survive floors, and you get the upper half of your head replaced with metal. With a fucking metal and, dome. And then every time someone, like, rings a bell, you get an excruciating headache that makes your eyes cross. <laughs> that's science. <laughs> you know, for those listening, and, and if you are... God bless, we're sorry. But, you know, one day, have a Hoganathon. <laughs> I mean, because think about how popular he was that people came to him with these ideas, these movies ideas. And, of course, him being him, he wanted to be a movie star. He wanted to be more than Hulk Hogan from the WWF. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he took these roles, no matter how fucking ridiculous they were, thinking that it would lead to something. 
And it never does. And the fact that you get to watch it <laughs> unfold in this late 80s, early 90s, just epitome of terrible cinema is actually really funny. Let's see. I got his IMDb pulled up here. Suburban Commando. Yeah. That's the one I'm thinking about. Yeah. I didn't even know he was in Gridlands too. I didn't know that either. It makes sense, though, if you've seen that Key and Peele, though. That sketch where he's like, what are we going to do for the second one? <laughs> In the movie. In the movie. In the movie. Suburban Commando was absolutely horrible. Um, the Mr. Nanny. Wasn't... Mr. Nanny was actually better than this. Get that pinky up. Yeah. Um, go to the full filmography. 150 credits. Jesus. Where do you see full filmography? I'm doing this left-handed. Let's just go down. Just scroll down? Yeah, they're, they're giving it to you right there. So mo most of it, as you can see, is WrestleMania or something to do with wrestling. Yeah. Walker, Texas Ranger. Didn't know that, but I'm not surprised. Muppets, Muppets from, from Space. space Interesting. The Man in Black. As Hollywood. Assault Hogan. on Death Mountain. That sounds like him. Uh, yeah, I remember. He also was on a TV show with, Don, with uh, Don, uh, Jack Lemmon's son, Don. Keep going down. That, that would be mid-90s. Let me keep looking. There's three ninjas. I knew he was in that. Santa with Muscles. Interesting. That's an interesting... Thunder in Paradise. Oh, I loved Thunder Dude, in Paradise. I'm not surprised that you enjoyed Thunder in Paradise because it had it was like I said it was Jack Lemon's son. I think his can't remember what it was something Lemon, but I think he thought like my dad's super famous. If I do this show with Hogan, maybe I'll get my big break, and it just never happened. I I think I think this might be the movie. Yeah, but they did they did a, a spinoff show of this. That's him. You can actually see it. Yeah, I can tell that just he's... just like Jack Lemmon. Yeah, I never knew that son. as a kid. I I watched the shit out of this show when Dude, I was a kid. everybody watched the shit out of that show. It was entertaining as fuck. That, and, also that and I used to watch this and Renegade. Oh, Renegade. With, with Lorenzo, Lorenzo Lamas. Lorenzo Lamas, yeah. Fucking long hair you know, and the Lee duster. Had, Lee didn't know what Knight Rider was. There's this commercial out right now that did all like the famous cars of Hollywood. They showed it during mm -hmm. the Golden Globe. So, of course, you had like... I mean, do they have Christine in there? No, no Christine. Like Jurassic Park cars. They did. Of course, they showed up with the Back to the Future with the, the DeLorean. The DeLorean. Was that, they, they showed Knight Rider. Is that this woman? I don't know, but I'm more interested in this little number here. Well, yeah, she. I mean, I, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm up. I'm actually all about this right here. <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest. Right? <laughs> Leave that one outside the park. <laughs> uh, but this, it's just amazing. He, Hogan thought that he, he was trending upwards in a movie career. And uh, you know what? Have I told you a story about the, the guy that invented the George Foreman grill? It wasn't George Foreman? No, of course not. It was a, a, <laughs> this guy invented, he invented two things. Have I really not told you this? No, before? we got to figure out, though, how to get Thunder in Paradise so that we can watch at least an episode for a podcast. It might just be movies, but I, I remember it being a TV show. It is. It says TV series. Okay, that's what I thought. Thunder in yeah. Paradise 2 and 3 were, were, were videos. Yeah, yeah, straight to video. Straight to video. <laughs> they even had a video game. We should find that. <laughs> I think Thunder... I think what they did... Thunder in Paradise was a movie... And then they did a TV show, which makes and no sense. And, and then they went back and, and did two movies. Yeah, I got it. Uh... Mr. Nanny. There's Mr. Nanny. So after that, it's pretty much just... Best of, it's, it's, and then of course, he was in Rocky too. Lots of wrestling. Anyways, so the guy that invents the... <clears throat> uh, George Foreman grill, which, was, of course, it wasn't the George Foreman grill at the time. He invented two things, a blender and this grill. 
that you know you could just have in your living room. You didn't have to. You could grill things, burgers, chickens. You know, I mean, yeah. everyone knows now what a George Foreman grill. I think I have one. I do too. I love it. Cook all. It's basically panini press for me. I don't really cook any like yeah. meats in it. Well, yeah, and the top doesn't cook at the same at the same rate rate as yeah. the bottom, so you end up having to flip it anyways. A lot. Yeah, which they tell you you're not supposed to flip that much when you're cooking meats. Anyways, so he approaches Hulk Hogan first. Because he, he has these things, but he wants to put a name on it. And somebody at that time that was really famous that could add some panache, but also wouldn't break the bank. So you couldn't go to, like, Tom Hanks yeah. in 1993. Because he ain't going to do it. And if he does, he's going to charge you a lot. Yeah. So are you saying that this could have been the Hulk Hogan grill? I'm absolutely saying, in a real-life scenario, this is a true story, Hogan didn't take his call and didn't return the call until several weeks later, which by that time... This particular guy, this inventor, had approached George Foreman. He had those two guys, Hulk Hogan and George Foreman. That's what mm-hmm. he thought. Two aging, still relevant, very popular, but also not super unaffordable. Yeah. So he called Foreman, who, of course, was like, I need money. This, <laughs> you tell me this doesn't, I just put my name on it. I'm, yeah. I have no, nothing to lose. The guy's like, no. So Foreman takes the grill. By the time Hogan calls back, the only thing the guy had was this blender. Mm-hmm. So Hogan said, I invested 250, uh, the, the blender sold $250,000 worth and then just died on the vine. Meanwhile, there are still. Oh, yeah. And the one almost, I have. Almost 25, 30 years later, still <laughs> yeah. making George Foreman girls. And Foreman, supposedly now, I don't know how these numbers, I don't know how you prove it's true, mm. but you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. That he's made off doing nothing. But putting his but name on it. But doing a couple infomercials mm-hmm. in the beginning stages mm-hmm. and now just letting his name be on it. And it's not something he did. It's just something a guy <laughs> said, can we put your name on this grill mm-hmm. and give you a percentage? And he said, yeah, of course. Yeah. Meanwhile, but Hogan had first rights. If he had answered that phone, Wait, if he had returned that What year that was call, this? Was this Hulk Hogan or Hollywood Hogan? No, this was Hulk. Okay. This would have been late 80s, early 90s. Because then, around this time. Because then what happens if he does it? Let's say he takes the call and it is the Hulk Hogan grill. Does he ever become Hollywood Hogan? No, because he doesn't have to do that anymore. <laughs> you just, you become hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. You become much richer than well, yeah, t- any other look here's the thing a professional re- the biggest in the game I don't know who it is because I'm not 12 and I don't watch anymore I really don't I, I mean John Cena maybe? John Cena he's doing movies we've talked about John Cena and we, mm-hmm. I mean we've talked about wrestling a lot on this podcast because we grew <laughs> up with it but I don't know who the new people are I really I don't, don't. Yeah. so outside of like John Cena who has to find me in the mainstream mm-hmm. and I tie them back and say he came from WWE that's cool what a career you've made for yourself or The Rock The Rock is a great example actually yeah See, now The Rock, he might become president. He should run, <laughs> at the very least, just because, yeah. I mean, there's no rules anymore. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's already talked about it. He and, was going to do this. And Beto O'Rourke. Ticket together. be interesting. I, I prefer Dwayne and Oprah. Okay, like a, dub, a dual celebrity? Yeah, because I think Dwayne's more of a conservative that doesn't really align where mm-hmm. you have... Oprah, who's clearly more of a leftist side, but not really liberal, I would say. Just, I think it'd be a nice balance. It'd be a nice ticket. Two, two people who are politically sane, probably. Probably. Just because they seem sane as human beings, which is more than what we yeah. have right now. Yeah, two, two people that might say, like, all right, let's, let's structure the tax system this <clears throat> way. That makes sense. Yeah. It's not what progressives want, but what they want is kind of ridiculous. Right. 
Uh, but we're also going to tone down all this stupid border wall but shit. All I was saying was, <laughs> if you took the, I mean, in, uh, we're talking about a working wrestler right now. Mm-hmm. So this is the, probably the most profitable time for that business. Maybe, maybe that huge boon in the '90s. But if you look at inflation, this is probably the time when these guys make the most money. Yeah, they're getting the biggest audiences. They have access to far more media. Outside of just television, well, yeah, you, you don't have to tune in, and for Monday Night right. Raw, you, you can, can find it whenever you want it. Yeah, uh, I I think they don't make that much money. I just don't think they do. I think like your biggest act that still wrestles might make a couple hundred grand a year, and even then, go. I'm listening. Even then, you you're on the road. You can't really have a family, or at least not a like a rounded, healthy family. Right. Because you're on the road 320 days a year. And you're probably doing cocaine and ketamine and whatever, all the pain pills you can get your hands on. You're just not, you're, you're, you're not making as much as what most people think you make. Right. Right? But whereas, like, that's what I'm saying. Hogan could have elevated himself out of that by simply answering a phone call <laughs> or even returning a phone call. Yeah. And saying, yeah, what do I care? Put Hulk Hogan grill. Great. Wonderful. Yeah. I mean, where's this going to sell? <laughs> That's fine. Get back to me. Is it safe? <laughs> and when those fucking checks start coming in, yeah. and now it's still 30 years later, and here you are on QVC wearing the same shit. Yeah. But now you're like, you know, with my made my first 200 million. Now you're actually a legitimately <laughs> earning. You're a very wealthy person. He might still be married. The only that's what his son might not have killed anyone. Right. His his wife might not have left him for a 19 year old version of him. <laughs> if you've seen the pictures. <laughs> But I'm saying it just gets ridiculous. I like how he kills him, by the way. I love that. He gets electrocuted. Doesn't mean to. But the only person I think is probably going to ever come close to that kind of level is The Rock. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson has said, like, he occasionally, I see the videos where he occasionally goes back and pays homage and throws a bone to the WWE. Mm-hmm. You know, does the, if you smell, does that whole thing that yeah. used to make him famous. But the dude makes shit movies now that he gets paid fucking erroneous amounts of money for. The one yeah. with the giant the gorilla. Literal, what's weird about The Rampage. Rock is he makes an awesome movie, and then he makes a fucking turd. Well, what's the awesome? He's done some good ones. Thank you for scaling back. <laughs> because when you use a term like awesome, I want to know what the hell you're talking about. What awesome movie did The Look, I want to make a movie. Yeah. And I want The Rock to be in it. But he's not going to be my lead. I want The Rock to play some kind of comedic character. I liked him in The Other Guys. He that's wasn't a, even in that one. movie very long. That's a good example. But he has a great little side piece that makes it funny. I watched this movie the other night where he plays Hercules. Yeah. Fucking has Probably one of the terrible. best battle scenes I've ever oh, really? seen. But the movie itself it's is awful. But the amount of time Look and money. That. He's going he's gonna to be Jack Burton in a Big Trouble in Little China remake. I'm telling you, and they're doing a San Andreas too. How could, how that's that not a work? good idea. Anyways, look at how much look at how much shit he has coming out. Like that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. The man and Jumanji now. They just cast Danny DeVito to be in Jumanji. What too. I, what I will say as far as his his filmography goes, Jumanji I thought was pretty damn good. I hadn't seen it. We actually took the kids to see it in the theater, and I thought it was pretty damn Ballers, good. Ballers, excellent TV show. That's HBO. I've never gotten into it. It feels douchey. So it I, is douchey. I, I, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It's a very good show, and he plays Moana. Of course. You don't need to talk to me about Moana. I won't say Baywatch because it's not good. Ugh, that wasn't bad. <laughs> Never people, saw him in any of the Fast and the Furious people stuff. People love those movies, though. Um, 
I like how we spend all of our time on IMDb now, just being amazed. <laughs> Hercules really did. Pain have, and Gain. Have you seen Pain and Gain? That is I actually, fucking love that movie. movie. And That's he's Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah, and he's totally against type two because he's like nonviolent uh, and a recovering drug addict. He's, yeah, that's it's actually a really good flick. I had forgotten about Pain and Gain, which is based on a true story, by the way. What sucks about Pain and Gain, I bought Pain and Gain on the Xbox Microsoft platform, and when we quit using that, I, I don't have a way to watch it anymore. That's a shame. Hannah Montana. We're kind of getting... He was in <laughs> Reno 911. I don't know that either. Gridiron Gang. Doom. I remember that. I was going to say The Rundown is a good one, and so uh, and Walking, Walking Tall was good pretty movie. good. Yeah. His earlier movies... And I mean, even as a Scorpion King, before they did the actual Scorpion King movie. Well, and that's what this is, but, yeah, but The I'm Mummy Returns... The Mummy Returns, he was good. He didn't say anything, anything in that anything. one. Yeah, which is fine. Uh, I think that's about it. Star Trek Voyager, really. The TV series, though. Yeah, I know, but it, he, I didn't know that. I think it's all wrestling. I mean, the I guy's had an amazing career. He's... Yeah. he's that 70s show? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Rocky Johnson. I think he played at Wrestler. Um, but yeah, he... Uh, the guy played college football at Miami during the heyday of Miami. Goes on, tries out in the NFL, doesn't make it. Starts wrestling because his dad did it, Rocky Maivia. But, right. I mean, he's this incredible... Every, every, I, can't, I have never... Even, like, I don't deal with, like, film buffs all the time. But I've never bumped into one that said, Man, I fucking hate The Rock. Right. No one's ever said that. Everybody likes The Rock. Everyone, but why? Even, even if you like hate The Scorpion King, which right. is a terrible movie, everybody likes The Rock. I'm just saying, I've never, ever encountered anyone that no matter how bad some of the movies he's made are, and there are some bad ones, you know, but we, no one ever says, I hate that fucking guy, The Rock. They yeah. don't. I mean, his Instagram feed is just God forbid, love. God forbid he have some Kevin Spacey-level skeleton in the oh, closet boy. that just brings him down a peg. He's got a TV show coming out now, The Thing with the Titans. Kevin just, Spacey does? No. God, that would be incredible. <laughs> uh, He's such a good actor, we just have to look past it at some point. Can, I, can we talk? Uh, let's wrap with Kevin. Kevin Spacey. I, before the show is I over. I don't want to watch that. I want to hear the intro music. I want to save that. <laughs> we'll save that for off the pod, and we bring yeah. that back into Thunder and Paradise. That's fine. I am. You brought up Kevin Spacey, and I watched his arraignment yesterday, and this this woman that's an expert in body language was breaking it down. It's this 11-minute video, and it's clear, even without her, that he's he did this shit. And he, mm -hmm. this is not... This is the one he's being arraigned and charged with, but there's going to be... And is countless other stories that are exactly the same of him doing this shit. But he's such a good actor. I couldn't <laughs> stop. I, I really couldn't stop myself from yeah. feeling this. Like it was almost like someone died. Yeah. It was like it was like what I felt when Heath Ledger died. When you're like, damn it, that guy or, was or so. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Or uh, uh, what's the guy from Jingle All the Way? It was SNL. Uh, for, uh, oh, Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. Yeah. And Chris Farley. I I just feel like. Fuck, he's not dead, but he might as well be yeah, dead. Yeah, he may as well be Patrick he, Swayze. He is he's he never going to be in a movie again. No, and he's not, and if he is, it's going to be like someone taking... It's kind of like when someone cast Mel Gibson now, and even then they're like, oh, please don't say anything bad about the Jews <laughs> while we're filming. Can you just wait yeah. until we get past yeah. production and release date, and then you can go back to being a, a drunken Jew hater. But for now, <laughs> but when I was watching this arraignment, I literally was like... 
thinking about every movie I've ever seen. so sad. My, one of my top three favorite films of all time is L.A. Confidential. Yeah, we've talked and about he that. he stars in that. Did you see or have you heard about the thing he put on YouTube? I, well, he, it, basically it was, play, he basically plays Frank Underwood. Yeah, he basically yeah. was like, I'm going to be Frank Underwood on YouTube. Yeah, Underwoods. Uh, and, and you know what? Aside from whatever he did, credit to him because the season they made without him is dog shit. It is the worst season uh, of that show. We actually stopped watching before this broke because I just found it to be getting like just too ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's, it was already ridiculous. You're pushing women in front of trains. It's just, no. And then it got a little ridiculous. If you, I mean, it's so I'm, I'm not now. going to. But it doesn't matter. I just, I know what he did, and he, I know he's a yeah. horrible person, but it's almost like when you watch it, you're like, it would have been easier if you would have just died. Because <laughs> there's a finality with death. Yeah. But now it's like, if now I, I wrote a movie. still out there. Because here's the thing. I, I've been thinking about this a lot. I was like, could me and Brent write a movie? And I don't know if we could. I think, oh, I do think we could. Yeah. I don't know if we will or we can. <laughs> well, we it's almost a year, and we still haven't made a video, and yeah. we have all those ideas. We also are raising two, three, yeah. between his young people while we're trying to juggle a lot of different things. That's not an excuse. Yeah. Many people juggle more and do more with with less, and we, we that's a whole other conversation. We'll chastise well, we should, ourselves on a later well, date. we should do... But my question is, we could write a movie, yeah. right? And I think, in our head, I know how I work when I think of in terms of character building. I don't you know think of actors. This. I think of actors. I've I think done of that. the way they work, the way I... Like, if I write, if I, if I'm, if I, even if I'm not writing, if I, in my head I have a character, sadly enough, oftentimes it's Val Kilmer. But, <laughs> I did think... He hasn't diddled anyone. No. That we, that we know of. But... It's just like, I know eventually we might write a character that has, the whole time we write it, we just sub, subconsciously, without any kind of thinking about it, are writing a role that Kevin Spacey would be fucking perfect at. Yeah. And we'd have to be like, we would do a read-through, <laughs> and we'd start talking to people who know what they're doing, and we'd be talking to casting agents, and they'd be like, you know, this sounds perfect for Kevin Spacey, <laughs> and that's a shame, because it's not going to happen. Yeah. I have three things to say. I actually wrote them down so I won't forget. Well, we'll wrap up with those because I do have a very important date. I, I know. The first being the solution to writing the movie around all those things. We should organize, since we are family, we should organize a whole family, like, weekly or every other week get-together where you and Leah and Baby V come to our house or vice versa if you guys want to host and we have a meal and the kids hang out. V's getting a little bit bigger. She probably might like being around the girls, especially as she starts walking and toddling. And we use that opportunity to sort of write out loud and we can kind of bounce uh, the disapproving looks. Uh, you know, the more disapproving our wives look, the either the better or worse <laughs> it might be depending on the context. The only thing I would change there is that I think they should be part of the writing process. Well, yeah, they would be in the Their looks itself wouldn't be... Like, I honestly think Kristen and Leah mm -hmm. could listen to our nonsense yeah. and flush out some really wonderful dialogue. Yeah, I agree. They could totally be part because of it. Because I both think... I mean, we give them co-writer credits. I particularly think Kristen is hilarious, and Leah, when she's in that sharp-witted mode of hers, which she would probably be, she can be straight deadly with some of the shit. She doesn't know she's funny. That's what it, she's one of those great people. Mm -hmm. that's like I'm not funny. I don't know what you're talking about. You you just love me. You just love me, so you think I'm funny. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no. Some of the shit you say, <laughs> because it it does come from an unexpected yeah. place. Yeah. Like we were talking the other day, and she was mentioning that she hates this particular guy in our neighborhood. It's a long story, but and she's like, no one else likes him. But you know, he's gonna have food there. He's, he said he's gonna have crab dip. And frankly, I could, 
I could stomach anybody as long as there's crab dip. That's not <laughs> great. It's, without context, there's yeah. not a lot there. But yeah. if you knew how funny, like, because you could the look on her face, the way she said it, there was no joke there. Mm-hmm. But it was funny. Yeah. Because she's not wrong. That's my wife. She's like, you know, I could probably have a meal with Stalin as long as there was crab dip. <laughs> like she would. Yeah. She would. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, it was Hitler, but there was crab dip. Like if the Trump family invited <laughs> us to the White House, provided there was crab dip, and I know you like buffalo wings, we would go. We would go. We just have to eat. We don't have to like a, sit know, there and do anything. We don't have to believe anything they say. But she's, and that's, I was like, you don't understand how just wonderfully funny that line is without you having to even try anything. Yeah. And that's that's where she's good because she, she can take our information, our bullshit, same with Kristen, and kind of crystallize it. Because if I ever did write a film, it's important, and this is not about a Me Too movement or anything, but it is important that you men are, are, have a structure in place to write as if they're women. Yeah. Because if you write, I'm not Adam McKay, I'm not trying to be a guy that writes Will Ferrell movies right. and attracts a very one-trick note yeah. Of a viewer. Yeah, because that can either take off like Anchorman or shit the bed like Anchorman 2. They're both horrible films <laughs> to me. But one took off. The other one didn't. I still one of the only movies I've ever walked out of. We've discussed this. I know. I think Anchorman's terrible. But we'll wrap it up here with the, heavy Hulk Hogan night. Oh, you have another one. I'm the sorry. other thing I was going to say, I have done what you have said before where I have not actually written, but gotten to the point where I could go pitch it hmm. as far as the concept of, as far as a storyline that could be a film with actors in mind, Craig T. Nelson being one of them, Amen. and the other one being Ted Levine in the same in the same movie. Okay. Um, and the last thing I'll say to go out on ties back into what we watched tonight. We spearheaded the Sopranos prequel mm-hmm. with the beginning of this podcast. We'll write a little bit about that today, actually. I next year. think that we need to put it out into the ether that Dwayne the Rock Johnson needs to remake Thunder in Paradise. Oh, my God. He's made for this role. I know. Wrestler doing something another wrestler did. You find somebody on the Jack Lemmon Jr. level to be the other guy. Yeah, like who's a junior right now that we could... Fuck, just get Ooh. Kevin Hart to do it. Well, we could do Kevin Hart. They've done too much together. We could get... Uh, <laughs> what's that kid's name? It's, he's... Fucking... This asshole that's making all the propaganda films these days. Clint Eastwood. His kid, he's he's starting to show up. Scott Eastwood or something. Scott Eastwood, something like that. Something like that. Somebody on that level. Somebody famous. Someone's kid. It has to be someone's kid. Someone famous. If you can't find like Walter Matthau's grandson. Yeah. Or maybe Jack Lemmon's son has a son. Maybe we just bring him back. (laughs) He ain't doing shit. We'll just bring Jack Lemmon's (laughs) kid. That's his one credit. Thunder in Paradise. He has to do it with Hogan (laughs) in the early nineties. And Dwayne Rock and Dwayne Johnson. Just get. I mean, I know they made Baywatch together. Just get Zac Efron to do it. All right, you know what? I like Zach. I'm actually excited about that Zach Efron as Ted Bundy. I didn't know about this. Have you seen this? Go look at the still images. Is this is what happens when we turn closely, eerily close to what Ted Bundy well, fucking, looks like. Uh, Jer- Jeremy, or, yeah, Jeremy Renner looked a fuckload lot like um, the serial killer he played. Um, wh- who's the blonde serial killer? The uh, Dahmer. Oh, yes, 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 yes. He, he, you know, with the wig, with the hairstyle and everything, it, you know, there was that too. This is what happens when we turn the movie off. The wheels start spinning and we have conversations not well, connected That's to why this was just a not not a good one to watch. It's because, fine. Well, we did get a lot, we got deeper into Hogan's uh, wardrobe than I ever would imagine. <laughs> we'll wrap this up. We'll wrap it up so you can go do your thing. Do my thing. All right. Safe sex. See you guys next week. Enjoy episode. Hope you liked episode 45. <laughs> I hope. <love it. laughs>